It has become appallingly obvious that our technology has exceeded our humanity. Albert Einstein. Gigabits, teraflops and megapixels thereupon. This is modern escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, and if I was a piece of technology, I'd definitely be an Android tablet. Fine for a few weeks, and eventually I'd become sluggish, broken, and fucking annoying. And joining me today, we have Candy. Like the Vine video platform, she's better off burning out brightly than fading away. Hello. <laughs> also, we have Stig. Some people call him the 3D cinema man. He's fun for an hour, but eventually you're going to get a headache. <laughs> an hour? Thank you. <laughs> won't last that long. The man that is literally named after technological gizmos and devices, such as a Zune MP3 player, it's Gadget. I had a Zune, they were really good. <laughs> they were, weren't they? I liked them. And finally, in some circles he's known as the Human Touch ID. He's so fucking grabby, it's Biggie. As soon as I'm going to say his last, it's like, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, sir, welcome back. I hope you're all right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was very poorly, so... Uh... Thanks. Just point out this is the first time in weeks that we've had all five of us on. Yeah. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Properly, because the the podcaster one was a bit hodgepodge as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, Yes, it was. So, without further ado, let's just sell some shit. Oh, yeah. Shit, I was... was... (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to be the corporate man. I was finding something for for Talkbot later. I was finding... uh, I didn't have it loaded up. Yeah, that's me, isn't it? Okay, hang on. Mm. Uh, yeah, so if you would like more of that excellent uh, podcast in there that I just did, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash modern escapism. On there, you'll find the three different tiers that we do. We do modern escapees for £5 a month. And for that, you'll get an extended edition of this episode every week, as well as any monthly special we do and any other specials we are currently doing. We are currently on with our Hawkeye spoiler special. First episode came out last week, free for everyone, but all future ones will be on Patreon. And Biggie and Gadget will be back with Fast and the Furious at some point. They just need a bit of a a break after those first five. A handbrake. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. (laughs) Get out. Yeah. It'll come probably after Hawkeye at this rate. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it... Uh, they were allowed a mid-season break. It, yeah, it took it out of them a bit. I fucking need it after that <laughs> shite. <laughs> uh, second up, we have Do Dragons Dream of Scott Sheep, our D&D player podcast. So for £5 a month, the Scott Sheep section will get you ad-free early access of the episodes, as well as any access to artwork, original music, uh, battle maps, character sheets, and anything we put together for the show. And you'll also be able to suggest NPCs and item names for Gadget to use, and £7.50, the Biggie Bundle, and that gets you everything. Make sure you tune in to Scott Sheep as well, because we're closely, we're wrapping up his first season, and it's uh, it's going to be epic, isn't it, Gadget? Oh, it's going to be huge. <laughs> like something in that last episode. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, you, you mean the episode that will drop tomorrow? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> time. Yeah. Time, flat circle, makes no sense. Don't worry, I've got some time travel shenanigans lined up for the campaign going ahead, oh, just no. to make it even more confusing. 
Exciting. It's going to be good because then when season two rolls up, we'll, be, we'll actually be professional Dungeons and Dragoneers or whatever you call themselves. Nerds, professional nerds. nerds. Professional nerds. <laughs> already yeah. there, I think. So it's exciting, even if you're not Greasy into weirdos. it, get into it yourself. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's just start as we mean to go on. Um, I want to know what everyone's been up to this week, and I don't want to bury the lead. I want to know what Biggie's been up to, because it's been a while. Oh, okay. Um, yes, so, uh, yeah, I missed the last one. Uh, great pod, by the way. really enjoyed listening to it. Thank you. Um, and also the impression of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was after... <laughs> it'll happen. It has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, after People eventually just don't want to be off sick, because the impressions just begin worse and worse. Uh, after the um, yes. Last of Us, I needed a <laughs> a palate cleanser, so uh, I was dabbling in a bit of Disco Elysium. Good man. And Borderlands One, inspired by our gaming soundtracks pod. I went back and had a dabble in that just to have a bit of fun. Um, yeah, it still plays well. Um, obviously, Disco Elysium we talked a lot about. Um, I haven't finished it, so obviously I'm still playing through that. But liking what I've played so far, um, Borderlands One has some. Um, updated upgraded version um looks okay you know it it still sell shaded still plays well enough it's the only one um, i've beat yeah i just really enjoyed uh, going back into that little world and the music and the uh, the fun of the gunplay and that was uh fun um i happened to win a copy of battlefield 2042 off twitter yeah boy you did uh, it a, a random competition that i really nearly didn't even uh, go for yeah, the uh, game collection so thank you very much to them for sending that through so, um, um, are, are you enjoying Battlefield 20 to 42 frames a I second? I admittedly have <laughs> only played it for um, probably an hour or two, uh, just because of time. And it crashed. <laughs> uh, no, do you know what? Um, it was fine. It looks great on some levels, still looks a bit janky on others. Um, it clearly needs some work. They've obviously had a patch. It uh, cost you nothing, that's the main thing. Yeah, and you know what? It, it I did feel... I wasn't impressed by the beta, so playing... Um, the actual game itself, it did feel a bit more polished um, compared to the beta. Um, did you know what? I certainly had a feel of Battlefield at one point. Um, but yeah, at it's, one point. It's, well, <laughs> it's because there's a lot of changes, a lot to get your head around how it all works. So I can't give like a full verdict at this point. And they are going to patch it. Um, they've already had one patch. There's more to come. It's so. a live game. It's gonna. It's gonna. Yeah, yeah. I have a bit of a bone to pick with you, Biggie, about Battlefield from Punk's episode. Uh-oh. Not for Battlefield 42. I've no, I've literally played nothing of it, mm-hmm. so I have no opinion on that. I'm just a bit disappointed that it's not getting great reviews. Mm. You went from saying, I didn't really like the new Battlefields 1 or 5 because they went a bit COD-like, but then I discovered COD Warzone, and I really like that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, hang on, you don't like a game because it's like COD, and then the next minute you're praising a COD game. Because it, they... <laughs> No, you're right. There's a reason for saying Also, Battlefield 1 is incredible. So I wasn't used to the change that they brought into when they obviously saw how well COD had been selling and they were trying to sort of mimic that. And then having played COD Warzone, I can see what they were trying to do. But um, a COD Warzone, you know, COD had been doing it for a long time, obviously, and although I haven't played many versions of it, I can see what they were trying to do with Battlefield. We went back and played them. And just, yeah, couldn't get into them. So that was why I was saying that. Whereas mm. I enjoyed Cold Warzone for what it was, but didn't like Black Ops. I thought Black Ops absolutely sucked ass. And for people not in the know, uh, that's a reference to What the Fuck Do You Want podcast yes. by our good friend, Deadbeat Punk. 
Uh, if you if you've never listened to that podcast, don't listen to it if your granny's there. <laughs> I thought you just say don't. <laughs> no, no, listen to it. But it's it's a good podcast. I'm on it in a couple of weeks. So mm. listen, well, listen to listen it with to your it, headphones in. Yeah. <laughs> Completely different <laughs> subject to Biggie. So no gaming discuss this time round. Mm. Yeah, Anything so... else then, Biggie? What else you been doing? Uh, yeah, I watched um, Kingdom. Uh, well, sorry, watching Kingdom. I haven't finished it yet, but really enjoying that on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's uh, South Holding Korean it. political period horror thriller. Really, it's a bit bit of everything. Um, yeah, I like it. It was Netflix's first original Korean series. Um, yeah, really enjoying it. It's apparently based on a manga series called The Kingdom of the Gods. Yeah, uh, which I haven't read or know of. Um, but yeah, it's set in a fictional medieval inspired place called Joseon. Um, explores the story of a crown prince as he sets to investigate the source of mysterious plague that's ravaging the country. Uh, it's got a lot of political intrigue. Um, no character seems to be safe as like Game of Thrones. You know, you start get to meet some characters and then they're off already. Um, but yeah, it just it's really good. It's really well acted. Looks great. Costumes are fantastic. Cinematography is stunning at times. Um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, but on South Korea again. They are absolutely crushing Delivering it. the goods. Mm. I think it's better than Squid Game. A, a lot better. Um, it's different, different genre completely. It's, di- it's different, yeah. I mean, I, I would say that... The but why Squid Game got that got that stuff. hit, that, that like a global hit when Kingdom was already there? It's, it's hard, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You're right. I, think I mean, it happened to me. Don't get me things. wrong. I went, I went to Kingdom after Squid Game, so I, I, I fell for it, but... It's odd, isn't it, that some things hit and some things don't straight away. And I don't remember there being a big push from uh, for Kingdom either when it came no. out. Because obviously the way that Netflix is set up now, they, they directly advertise their hits of the week yeah. as soon as you kind of log on. So you've got it more in your face now. And Squid Game was obviously the number one at the time that uh, when it, that came out. That was pretty much picked up by everybody. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, I'm a bit... I need to speak with John actually because he just <laughs> he bombards us with all this great stuff to catch, but I've no idea where they're all being. Ah, yes, available John, that's on. a reference to John, our Asian correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, there's a lot to watch, and I just need to find out where they're uh, being shown. But yeah, yeah, really good. But yeah, that's oh, it for me. That, that's that's enough, mate. But as long as you're feeling better and you're fighting fit, that's all yes, I so care I about. Looking good, anyway, mate. Thank you. So we'll move on to Candy. Yeah, so I've had a reasonably busy week. Um, actually, after uh, we discussed Community last week, I started watching that, and I've watched the first season. I'm really yes. enjoying it so far. <laughs> Great, isn't I it? love the ca- oh, the characters are just they're awful, aren't they? Um, yeah. In particular, the Spanish teacher. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. Senor Chang. <laughs> Senor Chang. <laughs> I absolutely love. It. He's not like. He's not that far f- removed from an actual Spanish teacher as well. I'm no, pretty not. sure I used to have teachers like that. Um, mm. I just got to the episode with Jack Black in it too, so that was a nice, ah, yes. nice little surprise. So I think that's a couple. May, it might be the first episode of um, season the second two. season. Yeah. Um, who else was in it? There was another cameo. So I can't remember who it was now, but it just came out the blue. You're now going to be forever just wandering around in the back of your head, hearing that little melody, try an abed in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, But the main thing I did this week is I went to go and see Encanto. Um, So if you don't know, that's the new film from Pixar. Mm -hmm. It's not. Um, Sorry. I went to see it. I was in (laughs) kind of a grouchy mood 
I wasn't really up for being made to feel upset like Pixar films tend to make me do. They, like, Good choice. They force they force sadness upon you, I find. Um, it started with a really pretty um, 2D short before it called Far From The Tree. Um, and that one was a bit of a tearjerker. So that kind of just served to infuriate me further. I, it's, this one's going to make me sad. I don't want to watch it. Were you screaming at the screen? Stop making me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been corrected. It's not Pixar. Oh, oh, right. Is it just a Disney one? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just being pedantic. Splitting hairs, but close enough. Thank you for correcting yeah, me, because there'll, there'll be somebody out there that's upset all, about it. Disney is pretty much, look. they all look like Pixar's now. I bet if you look in those credits somewhere, there's some mention of Pixar in that. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. I've got something to say about this as well afterwards. Yeah, well, um, anyway, I'm pleased to report that it actually wasn't too sad. It had a couple of sentimental moments in it but it didn't really go for the jugular like Coco did um so if you don't know it's Encanto set around a magical house it's occupied by the Madrigal family and when the children of this family come of age the house grants them a unique um they grants them unique special powers um it also gives them a bedroom each that kind of transports them to their own magical land um and Mirabelle who's the main character is the first child in the family who doesn't get any magical powers at all oh no um so it's quite cute. I mean, the, st- the story itself is nothing really groundbreaking and it kind of reverts to, uh, uh, so in my notes, I've written uh, tried and tested Pixar formulas. So I'm going to say tried and tested Disney formulas. Um, <laughs> but there's absolutely, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Um, it's quite a nice story for kids to be able to relate to as well. Like um, often if they feel like they're the only one who doesn't have anything special when they're surrounded by all sorts of talented people. Um, the one thing that does really stand out, um, as always, are the visuals and the music. And oh, every time they so seem good. to outdo themselves with their animation. Um, and Encanto is just no exception, really. I would say it's by far the prettiest animated Disney film I've seen today. It's so rich and colourful. And um, the characters' expressions as well are so good. They capture expressions down to the ground, I think. Um, and I, was, the- um, I was just taken aback by the hair. Yeah, I just for ages I just kept looking at the hair on the characters and like the, the hair looked incredible. It's so good, yeah, and just everything's so cute and it really felt. If you've ever been to Epcot, you kind of it kind of trans transports you to that kind of same feeling, like you're surrounded by magic. Um, sounds a bit silly to say, but that's the kid in it me does, coming yeah. up. Uh- <laughs> well, I have hair envy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you've got hair; it's just on your chin. <laughs> <I'm a bum. laughs> uh, one thing that was really really good is this one seemed to have really good dance scenes as well and like the, the way the characters are rigged um they're just absolutely perfect it must i can't imagine the amount of time it takes to create something like that um and the music as well was really catchy even just hearing the songs just once um it's kind of stuck in your head and it, the music was written by lynn miranda manuel which I didn't realise when I was watching it, but in the you know when I saw his name, Pedantic credits, Stig like, just jumped up again. Then he's like, "Who? <laughs> yeah, friend of Stig, friend of the show." Um, he just yeah, got his Stig's name wrong. Name that's the, all. Yeah, it made perfect sense once I realised it's a little bit kind of there's really a little funny. bit of hip hop in there. It's just really good, but yeah, it's definitely worth a watch with the kids over the holidays. Like I said, story wise, not one of the not one of the best, but it's it's entertaining nonetheless. I've not seen it like smash. I've not seen it like. Break grounds or anything. I'm not seeing many people talking about it. I know it exists. I know it's mm. there, and I know it's my been kids out have been, two days. To be fair, they want to see it. Uh, yeah, I know. But <laughs> like, even when like Coco was on the horizon, I knew about that 
months and months in advance because I was looking forward to it. Like a guitar, I've not seen any a guitar based to be honest. Pixar film or Disney film, whichever one it is, because I fucking adored Coco. So mm. like, that was I'm, Pixar. I'm always up for uh, Disney animation and Pixar. I'm always up for it, but. This one, Enc- mm. I thought it was a remake of Enchanted or something like that at first, like a Spanish remake or something, but it's, it's clearly not. No. I, I really enjoyed it. The kids really enjoyed it. Uh, Candy's hit on most of the stuff I enjoyed about it. The music crew is really good. Good. Um, but you're going to get that with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like He did Moana, so it's very much that oh, kind cool. of style yeah. of music. Um, I really liked the house being alive, Aladdin being its own character. Mm. Felt like a bit like, you know, carpet in Aladdin. It's just this mm. inanimate object, but come to life and it's silent and just has its own personality. That was oh, really cool. good. And um, yeah, something that I wanted to touch on about this as well was that it's all Latinx cast. That's good. So I listened to, um, I'm going to forget his name, John Leguizmo. I can't pronounce his name right. Leguizmo. Leguizmo, that's it. Uh, so he was on the Empire podcast this week and he was talking about the need for more Latinx representation in Hollywood and this film kind of further reinforces that and reinforces his point on how many good stories and how you know, how fun their culture can be and how we need more stories from that that uh, that community. So that was, uh, I don't know, I just thought, I just really liked that. After, especially seeing listening to his interview and then seeing the film. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, really good. For, for really people that it. don't know, he played Luigi Mario in the 90s <laughs> smash it Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Do you know what? He brought up in that, interview, in that, in that uh, interview as well, he jokingly brought up that and Spawn and oh, yeah. some, something oh, else. God, yeah. He's just like, everyone just keeps remaking all the terrible films I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was in uh, Land of the Dead as well. Yeah, he, he's always been about. He's, he's really good in um, Kick-Ass 2. Really good in that. I can't but, yeah. remember much about that film. Excellent. That's a that's that's a good shout. We're going to move on to Stig later because I know he's got a bumper, a bumper. No, ne- I've only Nexus. got two things now. Oh, that's Candy's... fine. We'll jump into you then. Yeah, let's go Candy for it. Ni- Candy's nicked one, but that's fine. Go, go for it. <laughs> go for it, sir. Uh, yeah. So, well, I have had a bumper week. I think I might talk about some of these in the Patreon section. So I've just Ooh. to go over some things. We binge Midnight Mass. Yes, I, I binged all of the second part of Masters of the Universe that came out this week. Nice. Uh, we started Hellbound. Uh, Good, started, it? Yeah, we were up to episode three, and it's gone some places in three episodes already yeah, that I managed didn't to finish it. To it's it's uh, it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And I did start the new South Park um, special, but I fell yes. asleep. Nothing I, on the show. I it started really, it. Really I didn't funny. finish it either, but I don't know why. I just started watching it like too late, so I need to finish watching that. And that's that. What what I saw of it though was quite was amazing. So they always that, hit. I I don't think South Park's ever slowed down. A lot of what, people what, say it has, but I don't think it has. What they seem to have done with Cartman, I don't know what the payoff is yet because I haven't got that far. But <laughs> there will be hell. one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So the other two things that I did want to talk about was first quickly. Um, I watched Celine Siama's new film Petit Maman. Mm. Um, as obviously everyone knows, I'm a big fan of her films, and this film is no exception. It is, again, another great film oh, uh, from her. Uh, it is a story of a... I've lost my notes. That's not helpful. <laughs> Sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> Line reading, <doesn't> please. <laughs> What's her name? Nelly. 
a young girl called Nelly. That's it. I couldn't remember what her name was. That was a problem. Uh, <laughs> Nelly's grandma dies. Her herself, her mum, and her dad travel to her grandma's house to basically clear it out. And while she's there, um, her mum finds it all a bit too much and leaves for the dad to finish off finish it off. Um, so Nelly goes off and exploring. This is obviously her mother's house that she grew up in, and her mother's told her about all this um, this tree house and this and a wood fort that she made when she was younger. So she goes off exploring, looking for that, and she gets she finds it, but she bumps into another young girl called Marion, who's playing around with the with the tree house. Now this little girl looks just like Nelly, and soon you discover that this little girl is actually her mother. I'm in. I'm already in. So there's some timey-wimey stuff going on with this. <laughs> yeah. And she basically gets to hang out with her mother, and her eight-year-old mother. Oh, that's cool. And it's just this lovely, really touching, uh, like soft, meditative story about these two young girls just playing with each other and, and they, they know it they know that she says i know like i think you're my mother like it's this is all like in the trailer and like knowledge but yeah she so it is 78 minutes long it's not even an hour and a half long can't argue with that yeah and uh yeah it's it's really really good um so i feel like i want to cry just at the synopsis i've got all misty eyes i love yeah. it <laughs> as, soon, as soon as you said that i was like fuck yeah i'm in just this just, just, imagine the thought of being able to go back and play with your parents I, but they were a child, like it'd be, uh, it'd be interesting. But yeah, it's it's just really, it's really lovely. That's the best way I can describe it. It didn't let me down. Um, she's just an excellent filmmaker. She just knows how to portray young people. Um, I don't know how she does it so well, but she does. Like whether it's a teenager or an eight-year-old or you know, women in the young twenties or something like that. She's just, she's just so good at, at portraying them on film. If it's anything as beautiful as Portrait of a Lady on Fire, mate, I'm in. Yeah, it's not. It's not up there, but it's it's good. It's um, cool. What else did it? Probably a second best film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about was the Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time, hot on the presses. The Wheel uh, of this, Time. There's been a lot of uh, chatter about this online. But I want to. I want to know your thoughts. Uh, it's not good. Oh, <laughs> it's not. So it's, good. you're agreeing with a lot of the chatter online. So this is the adaptation that Amazon have made of Robert Jordan's epic forty novel series. I think it is. Imagine writing forty novels. Fourteen. 14. Oh, I thought you said forty. I'm going to say fuck. No, no, no. The same, I mean, same he, saga. He passed away before he even managed to finish it. That's how. Oh, now I feel bad. Yeah, how long it is. <laughs> yeah, he's retired. He re- he's retired. retired for a while. Retired from writing. Yeah, he's not yeah. going to hit that 40 now, is he? No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know what's happened. £10 million an episode this has cost them, and it doesn't look anything like it should do. It just doesn't have that same feel or <coughs> pacing or anything. There's, there's not enough law to set you up to start with. It kind of throws you straight into something, leaving you confused. And they desperately wanted to get some action in there in the first episode. So the pacing is just all over the place. The first two episodes in particular just are so rushed. You go from this place to that place. You suddenly meet these people. Oh, now there's a new group of people. Oh, look, there's a third group of people. Who are these? These people have gone over there. They're split up from here and they're over there. And you're like, what the f- where the fuck is everyone? Like, slow <laughs> down. I I, in three episodes. I gave it three episodes, the three that came out. And after that, I was like, nah, I'm tapping out because there's just... 
there's nothing there to grip you, unfortunately. That sounds like, you know, um, Firefly, when that was originally televised and it was all out of order with the episodes. It sounds kind of like they've done that. No, it's mm. not out of order. It's just a mess. No, but it sounds like <laughs> it. It just sounds like a complete mess. Because that's if you'd watch Firefly with all the orders out of sync, uh, all the episodes out of sync, you'd, you'd be left like, who are they? Why are they there? What's going on? Yeah. It's yeah, um, the same. Considering how much they wanted to be, like, Amazon's version of Game of Thrones. Or The Witcher. Or The Witcher. Mm. It's ridiculous, the idea that they wouldn't start it off. A, like, if you, like, think back to the very first episode of Game of Thrones. Everyone's calling people by their names. Everyone's going to be like, fucking happens. Yeah. It's people turn up and have conversations. Get, get and then, the then a kid Learn. gets kicked. Yeah. yeah, then a kid gets kicked out of a window at the end. Yeah. But other than that, like, nothing, ac- there's no action in that first yeah. episode other than, like, the prologue scene, I think. I this find, is, it, I, then I find it absolutely mad that Amazon have put all this money to this when they've got a Lord of the Rings show coming in the near future. Like, yeah. this looks like the Lord of the Rings to me. Why are they confusing people? This is not making me feel good about Lord of the Rings happening. Exactly. This is not making well, me feel no, good about yeah. Lord of the Rings. Mm. Because this looks like somewhere between a BBC production and HBO, somewhere in the middle. Does uh, Rosamund mm. Pike not save it at all? No. She seems to be quite good. good. I don't think she's very good in it at all, to be honest. Oh. I actually, I'll just jump in because I started watching it a couple of days ago and I've watched the first episode and I got about halfway through the second episode and I found all the acting pretty ropey. Yeah. Mm. That's it's, worrying that. That's proper worrying, the Amazon. The script and dialogue is shonky. The acting, some of the actors are terrible and just, they don't, it just doesn't work. I don't know what's going on. Um, <sighs> you need this. Was the show Helen O'Hara interested in this as well, wasn't she? She mentioned it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, she was. So a couple of them on that on the Empire podcast were, and I, don't, I think they're a bit disappointed in how it's turned out. It's just like mm. I say with a lot of rings looming in the future. This is proper fucking worrying. It's just look at the Game of Thrones, like Gadget said. Nothing much happens in that first episode. It doesn't even look all that great when you could obviously compare it to later like yeah. seasons. Yeah, they yeah, were about sets. five million pounds yeah. an episode. This is double that. And but the acting worse. was spot on in the first first season yeah. of Game of Thrones. It was lovely and Shakespearean. It was nor- northern accent, southern accent. It, would, it was just nice, weren't it, to watch? And it needs to look like a film. I think we knew discussed this, didn't we? Was that yeah. You've, you, if you're going to do this big epic fantasy stuff on for TV, it needs to look like it's a film, yeah. like Game of Thrones does, like The Witcher does. It doesn't. It looks like. TV production. You need to capitalise on having 12 hours to tell a story. Yeah, when you compare to how good HBO and how how good a HBO show looks, that's what it needs to look like. It needs to have the production and the look of a Game of Thrones or a Westworld or something like that. Look at Boardwalk Empire when that starts. Fucking hell. That is like watching a Scorsese film. You know what I mean? It's just fucking beautiful. It just Ah, it's frustrating. I never I, caught that. Was that any good? So good. Yeah, oh, yeah. so good. But yes, it's Amazing. like Amazon, one of the richest companies in the world. Just fucking get your shit together. Mm. It's been Black Friday. You've had loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I enjoyed something like Shadow and Bone a lot more than this. And that's, that's the look of, that's got a similar look to this because it's not, you can tell it's a lower budget yeah. Netflix fantasy uh, series that doesn't have that film production look but it's just much better and much more enjoyable and better acted but they've got they've got the they've got the the cinematography skills set they've got the boys like i said the carnival row that looked stunning everything about that looked stunning the the dresses and everything everything that people were wearing and stuff and why are they this is a massive get for them this is huge 
a 14 yeah. book series that we've got fans champing at the bit for it. This is ah. it won't go that. I don't even think they'll get a second series to be honest. Pathetic. Um, and as by all accounts, people have read the book said that it just chops and changes and just skips through loads of stuff. That that first episode, honestly, I was like, oh man, I don't know when I'm going to watch this. And I, and I stuck the other two on. And granted, I was kind of working and planning yeah. on at the same time, but I could kind of, you know, grasp what was happening at the same time. You want it to stop you working, don't you? You want it to actually grab you while you're yeah, like, fuck, I'm just... putting this down, I'm watching this. Yeah, wasn't wasn't oh, good. I'm not going to carry shame. on. Well, rest in peace. Wheel of time. <laughs> we hardly knew ye. Uh, Gadget, <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, so not much because I, I I've been away this week on on a works do and uh, you know got to drive back home during Storm Arwen, which was terrifying. Storm Worst Arwen. Thing I've, ever done. I've heard a lot about this, but I live in a terraced house, so we're barely affected by storms. <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> a cool well, name at least for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an elvish one. Yeah. Well, it was it was lovely driving up the A1 um, in seventy five mile an hour winds. That's fucking terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but aside from that, so. Uh, on a random whim, I rebought um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night on the PS5. Because you're a smart guy. <laughs> so it was 15 quid, and it was just like, get on. Get it. Good. Um, and just all those 90s memories just came flooding back to me. That music. <laughs> the music, the look of it, the terrible voice acting. And then I also remembered, one, how far it is between every save point, yes. and two, how fucking hard that game is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The muscle memory is there for the movements, but I haven't quite got it back in for the hitboxes. And some of those enemies can like really fuck you over and uh, it's not uh, knock pi- you it's off not your pixel path. perfect hitboxes on that game, <laughs> which to its detriment. <laughs> yes, and it just makes me think. Konami, you like money? Yeah. Why don't you just like uh, you know just take something tonight? Maybe just spruce it up a little bit, a little bit of 4K, a little bit of uh, fixing those hitboxes, mm-hmm. maybe a bit faster, more metal. Give it to Team yeah, Cherry. Yeah. Give it Team Cherry or give it to them that just did Metroid, yep. whatever they're called, Mercury Steam. Uh, anything like that. But yeah, just g- g- give me that game again with in 4K. Anyway, uh, but besides that, the main thing I want to talk about is, uh, I'm sorry, guys, I, I've, I've got new influences for Scorch Sheep because I found another D&D podcast. You need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called Dimension 20, and this is the one that uh, College Humor um, run. Ah, I've heard of them. Yep. Uh, this is a... It's a D&D actual play podcast uh, it's also a, it, it, it's also a, um, a little bit like Critical Role has done it's um, you can watch video on YouTube of it and you've got all the battle maps and them in the same room together mm. uh, it's hosted by uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan who is kind of one of College Humor's kind of long, more long term uh, faces who is an incredible dungeon master he is so good at what he does uh, rest of the cast, at least on the series I'm watching, is Emily Axford, Zach Oyama, Siobhan Thompson, Lou Wilson, Ali Beardsley, and Brian Murphy, who, are, again, they're just all personalities from College Humor skits. And yeah, they are they are playing a game of D&D. And the best part is, the, the way they described this one, I'm not going to give you the title of the series for quite yet, but the way this was described is, imagine if John Hughes played D&D. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's called Fantasy High. Oh, Breakfast <laughs> Club. <laughs> Set in the town of Elmville, an odd anachronistic town resembling a high fantasy John Hughes movie, the bad kids attend Orgf- uh, what's it? E- no, Egford Ad- Adventuring Academy, a fictional high school designed to teach people how to become adventurous. Oh, wow. And um, it's pitched as it, uh, the way it's pitched is uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan is an incredible dungeon master. He's a very rules based dungeon master. And it's pitched 
if you think of like Critical Role is amazing, but it can be very dense. It can be very high fantasy, very lore heavy. Like there is a lot to take in with Critical Role. Whereas compared to Dungeons and Daddies, not Dungeon Dads, Dungeons and Daddies, which is the one I talked about, which is barely a D&D podcast. It's more of a comedy podcast. This sits kind of in the middle of it because it is really Dungeons and Dragons play, but it's very funny. And Brendan Lee Mulligan is very happy to go, you know what? The, what you're suggesting there doesn't work as a spell, but it's funny as fuck, so we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> it's that kind of attitude. And it's really, really good. It's so well done. Every episode is really snappy. They're about 90 minutes long, each episode. Yeah. Um, and it's got a predictable structure as well. So you get one episode that's all role play, and then one episode that's entirely combat. So every other episode, you've gotten one or the other. Um, and it and it works out. It's a great listen. And it's just, it's really funny. Uh, and uh, Brendan is... Uh, uh, Brent, not Brendan, Brennan, you dickhead. Been calling the wrong name. Brennan Lee Mulligan. Isn't he? <laughs> Brennan is a fantastic DM, but he's also like a fantastic voice actor. He has so many voices. He's he's up there with Matthew Mercer, like in his ability to just knock a voice out for um, with little to no effort. And if you watch it on YouTube, if you go and watch the episodes on YouTube, the battle maps they have are fantastic because they like say it's like a John Hughes movie. So it's all these kind of. You know, the first big fight that they have is in the school cafeteria against a monster made of creamed corn. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and they've got the, they've got the, the figurines all set up. Um, everything looks brilliant. Yeah, it's just really high production value, and it's really good. And they've got like four or five different series of it, all telling like kind of different stories. They have uh, people from Critical Role guest in it from time to time. Uh, they've had all of the people, all of the cast of the Adventure Zone doing a, um, a small little campaign. They'll be asking us soon. Yeah, seem to be Scott so. Sheep. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's really worth listening to or watching. Um, well, not if we get their name, Rob. <laughs> it's Brennan. <laughs> Brennan, yeah. Well, it's, I'm, I'm, I haven't encountered many Brennans in my life. I've encountered a lot more Brendans. Yeah, same, mate. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's it. Not much. Not much to talk about, really. But yeah, I, I listened to ten episodes of that on my drive to the south coast and back. Wow, um, that's how long it took. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely binged it and it's it's actually it's so accessible to people who aren't normally at D&D like Pip's currently sat downstairs watching it ah. like we started watching it because I wanted to show her just like so people like me then moments. yeah <laughs> yeah you might learn a thing or two <laughs> about time they, they, they have a bard she's a she's a t- she's a tiefling with an attitude problem and a bass guitar oh <laughs> never trust a bard I've always said that no they're the worst but uh, yeah, Dimension Twenty. Give it a listen or or a watch. It's uh, it is absolutely worth your time. And again, a little bit like our D and D podcast. Even if you don't give a shit about D and D, it's worth checking out because it is very funny. Excellent, excellent, good pick. Right, well, uh, it's me then. Now I've done two uh, things of note this week, apart from existing. Um, I've started a game called Metro Exodus on the PS Five. Ooh, excellent! Ooh. Game. Oh, 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 this slaps! This fucking slaps! <laughs> Hang on a sec. Isn't this like the third shooter that you're playing this? Told year? you. I'm. I'm. I'm going. I'm going through Running boundary. Out of games. I'm, that's why. I'm bursting. I'm, no. I'm <laughs> bursting yeah, through, through the f- FPSs. I'm bursting walls down. And I'm. I'm just. I'm just going through the motions. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. Uh, this doesn't feel like a first-person shooter at all. No, no. You does feel more like an RPG. Than just got guns. <laughs> but. Um, if if you don't know, it's based on the Metro series of novels by Russian name. Um, <laughs> Come on, try it. No, try it. No, I haven't written it, written it down because I'm not bothering. Not after the South Korean shit I went through last time. <laughs> his name's not that hard. What is it? Smirnoff uh, Vodka. Smirnoff Vodka, that's his name. Uh, it's uh, Dmitry Glukovsky. That's the guy. That's him. 
and he, he the, the very famous books uh, that's based on uh, basically post-apocalyptic Moscow after the nukes have hit everywhere. And this one uh, is the third one in the series. Um, this is not based in Moscow anymore. This is the Exodus. This is you escaping Moscow and seeing the world. And my God, that world is very beautiful on the PS5 version. My God. Mm, it is. Wow. Um, the haptic triggers kick in. Everything just, oh my, it, it feels super next gen, even though it was made for last gen. It's it's just so good. Um, I think I think they've basically ported the PC version because because I, I got it on right. the PC when it first came out because it was the first game to come out with a like proper with ray tracing. Oh, it's there. I just <laughs> I just got my RTX graphics card. I was like, oh, I want the I want all those rays. It's got some I of the best traced. water I've seen in a game. However, Artyom, the character that you play, can't swim. So <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just to look at, not to swim in. Um, it's just they're, 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 have you played the other games in the series? Uh, I played a bit of the first one. Yeah, what, what, what you'll find there's a lot of things Artyom can't do. Yeah, speak for one. <laughs> speak, um, you know, climb over certain walls. Oh, on this one, he's fine. He, he, he can, he can, he can get over it. Most things, but he, he can jump and stuff like that. But yeah, what I really like about it is the the, the crafting of you. The guns are like shit guns, like almost steampunk looking things. Some of them are pneumatic, like ball bearing guns and stuff like that. And it's just, it's actually quite scary as well. The game. It's it's pretty horrific, and you've got to you've got to monitor all your equipment. You make like you've got gas masks on because there's radiation, and if you if you get hit in the face, it it pops a little hole in your gas mask, and you have to mm-hmm. put a plaster on it and stuff like that. It's just it's it's so fucking cool. But I've got to I've got to a point. I think judging from how long to be, I'm I'm not even a quarter of the way through. It's quite a long game. Um, the worst possible things happened, and this is a, a brief, brief spoiler. Um, my wife's pregnant, and it worries me much because I don't like when things are in peril like that. So, what about what about the game? The game's incredible. No, not my wife. Not my wife. <laughs> she, she ain't pregnant. <laughs> Trust me. But yeah, I'm 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 currently really enjoying that, and it was nice to step out of my comfort zone with that. But the main thing I've done. Just before just before you move on, did did you find the big flappy thing in the first level? Yeah, the big flappy thing. I did. Yeah. Yeah, when 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 you walk up this tower and go, oh, there must be some nice loose up here, and you just this huge kind of monster bird thing oh, looks at you awful. and you're just like, oh shit, myself. He was, a, he was asleep and I, I I disturbed it. Oh yeah, yeah, he's not happy no, when you disturb it's him, not. is he? It's, it's really good if you like Fallout, but you can't be asked with um, the fetch quests. This is perfect for you because it's level based. It, yeah, it, it's, that, it's, that's it's, the best it's, thing about it. I think it's not open yeah, world. It's it's yeah. It's it. There's basically like five five like massive open world levels. Yeah. But they've each just got like kind of bog standard kind of um things to you know kill this thing, go here, find this. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely worth playing through the first two games, especially the first two games are very much like Half Life in terms of that like, you they're very linear. Mm. Um, but they like introduce you to a new idea and then push yourself forward and then they drop that and give you another new idea. Very tense games, but Exodus gets very tense in places. It does that clever Halo thing as well, where you can't have many guns. Which I've always loved about Halo. You can't carry all the guns, um, but yeah, it's it's really good. But I'm going to move on to something extremely stupid that I've done this weekend. Um, I've watched an eight, eight, nearly eight hour three part documentary on the Beatles, um, because this is what I do, don't I? So <laughs> this is what I do. Uh, this is called The Beatles Get Back, uh, directed by Peter Jackson and created by Weta Workshop. Now I'm telling you now, this is. This is all footage. Don't turn the Beatles actually into Beatles. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is footage from... Lots of aerial shots of uh, Liverpool. 
<laughs> no, it's in London actually. This is uh, this is actually um, condensed from fifty hours worth of video footage into eight hours. Um, it's basically the creation of the album "Let It Be," uh, but at the time while they were creating it, they didn't realize it was going to be an album. It was for a TV spot. Then it ended up becoming that very famous gig on the roof that they did um, that got stopped by the police. Then, yeah. Um, it's. Did any of you watch some kind of monster, the Metallica documentary? Yes, and I laughed my way through. Imagine that pathetic. for eight hours. <laughs> oh god, I, I could barely last two hours of it. That sounds like my early twenties. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's so candid. I can't believe Paul McCartney's allowed this to happen. To be fair, do they come uh, off as baddies throughout it? Not baddies, no. Uh, just just knobheads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, well established that they were all knobheads. Like George Harrison leaves the band, and I didn't even know this about the Beatles because I'm, I'm quite a big fan of the Beatles, especially the uh, when they get back from India. Beatles when they're off their head. I love I love that about them. I love I love the crazy Beatles. And Let It Be is one of my favorite albums that they did. Uh, it's their last uh, released album, but not the last album that they did in a studio. That was Abbey Road, but release order was weird. And I thought it was the best of. Well, they didn't release that. <laughs> But yeah, um, it's just it's weird. It again, it's one of those programs or films that you can't watch if you want to quit smoking because literally every <laughs> scene, everyone's smoking. Everyone's smoking. There were one scene, and it even makes a note on the documentary where, uh, it, when you watch it, this this documentary has scenes of smoking. <laughs> that wasn't enough. This is just a cigarette advert. <laughs> Like literally, there's, 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 there's the Beatles sat around. Yoko Ono's glued to John Lennon throughout the whole thing as well. She doesn't speak at all in this documentary, but she's just next to him for spiritual guidance. And, oh no. <laughs> and literally every second, like there's one, there's one moment where John Lennon's smoking that much. Do you know how, how Slash put his, his uh, sig in the, the head of the guitar? Yeah. John Lennon's obviously got a, a really crappy just studio guitar and do you know how the wires are all coming out the end he just yeah. puts his sig into the wire and it just stays into the wire <laughs> it's literally ridiculous and there's, there's scenes where it's like um, so we get a drink and the be- the thing is the Beatles thought this was all being filmed for a documentary that was going to be on TV then but it never did so they knew there were cameras there and they knew there were hidden uh, microphones everywhere even in the canteens and stuff like that so they're playing on it they know exactly what they're doing and it's quite funny um, like to me, the main thing I took from this eight-hour odyssey that I got from it was that it's fucking boring writing an album. Yep. It's, it's really boring because you write, what, 40 songs and then you only pick 10. Do you know what I mean? And, and oh, this, 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 the bit at the end, the crescendo where it's leading to the rooftop gig, I didn't know that this this happened, but they had to play the same songs loads of times just to get the good to get good shots, do you know what I mean? To say it's live and stuff like that, because I still wanted to release the music video and stuff. They played Get Back about four times. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that, that's why the police were getting pissed off. It's like, we've heard it. <laughs> we've heard it. <laughs> and it's I just... want the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before it's even invented. But, yeah, it's just... It's, it's good, but it didn't need to be this long. You just needed to have the best bits, like when George Harrison leaves and then... That they're all sat there saying, "Well, we can carry on without him. We don't need him." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like what? Because <laughs> yeah, he was just a rhythm guitarist. We don't need him. And it's like we don't even hey, need no, Ringo. Whoa, 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 whoa. George Harrison wasn't the rhythm guitarist. He was the lead guitarist. Watch that documentary, mate. Trust me. 
John Lennon's the lead guitarist in that. Especially on that, that album. But yeah, um, they're even saying stuff like Ringo sat there just being Ringo and it's like, we don't even need Ringo. He's not even the best drummer in the band. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's the fucking drummer. It's just... And what I did get from it is that Paul McCartney literally there couldn't have been a band without him. He's do, he do, he does absolutely everything, like all the writing. All the, I thought he died. Paul McCartney? <laughs> no, he's still alive. He's very much alive. I mean, as of this recording, isn't that the theory, the conspiracy theory? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> you know, going back to our first episode where Kieran brought that up. Yeah. Was it Kieran that brought that up? I think it was. Yeah. Somebody did. Yeah. But it, whoever this man is, he's named Paul McCartney, <laughs> and he literally he just absolutely. I didn't, I didn't, I knew he was obviously the the the, the bet the better of the singers and, and and lyricist, but he literally does everything. It's like, come here, Ringo, give me them drumsticks, and he's on drums showing him how to play it, and he's like, give me that guitar, give me that piano. Do you know what I mean? He does the whole fucking thing, and that, and that's why they all get pissed off and want to leave because it's just him. <laughs> Yeah, but it also does go to explain why out of the four of them, like after the Beatles split, he was the one that had the most prolific career. Yeah, because he's the one that needed to do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean John Lennon did get assassinated, but that's by well, no, the but like, no, no, but, no, but like the <laughs> amount of releases between the Beatles splitting yeah. up and a cutoff date, shall we say. Yeah. Like in that time, Paul McCartney had wings. He had his own solo stuff. Yeah. You know. He, 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 was, he was actually a, a genius when, when it comes to, because he was, he was saying stuff like, no, do it, do it like this, do it like and And everything he was saying to do it like, Absolutely spot on, bang on, bang on the money. He, he just he just had the ear for it. And another thing, like it was created by Weta Workshop, which is I think it's Peter Jackson's studio, isn't it? That yep, yep. And this documentary looks like it was filmed last week. I don't know what they've done with the color. I don't know how they've made it look this good. Have you seen uh, Shall Not Grow Old? No, I haven't. No, just incredible. That's what he did before. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, took world uh, like the Great War footage and colorized made it, just made it, it look good. Like increase, like yeah, um, mate. This looks like it was filmed last week. around with the sound like mixing and everything, so it all looks like it's like brand new. Did they do? Because in that one, they didn't. They did. They had talking heads, but you couldn't see them. It was just voiceovers. Yeah, he does. He does things like that. Yeah, uh, there's no narrator in this documentary yeah. at all. It's just you get you get you get uh, writing at the bottom for certain certain big moments, and it's just I just I just think it's fascinating. Like like the. All four of them, when they're in the room, they're like, oh, so we just, so this be as last, so we're not doing anymore after this. And they're like, yeah, we're a bit bored. The, I didn't know the Beatles split up quite amicably. I didn't know that. I thought there must have been some kind of fallout, but now they're just not asked, which is quite nice to know, because the, 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 they're still mates and stuff like that. Like when George Harrison quit it, it, in the making of this album, they're all like, so we have, are we after George's tonight? Then, yeah, we'll go see George, if he's all right. <laughs> they're just, you know what I mean, they're all millionaires by this point. They don't even care. It's just, oh, just contractual obligations and stuff like that. And it, it, it obviously came out with a, a really good. I like Let It Be. I think it's a good album. Not the best, but but yeah, I watched it. I don't know why I watched it. Oh, it's same when I did it with Justice League. I just, I just do these things to myself. Obviously, I work <laughs> fully concentrating on it. It's just the band making an album in front of me. I was on the on the Switch and stuff like that, but yeah, um, I recommend it for someone that's got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> so you. And really, really likes the Beatles, because it is fascinating, but 
I think the only if this re- had been like two and a half hours, it could have been. I might have watched it. I'm not really massively into Beatles. I like some of their songs, but mm. I liked what he did with They Shall Not Grow Old. So yeah, if it had been like two and a half hours, yeah, I'd give that a go, see what it, what the buzz is. But I'm not sitting for eight hours. It that. is so incredibly well made. Like I don't get how that that techno. I think it's. I, I thought it was fake. Me, it, it looks that good. It looks that modern. I'm like, how the fuck have they done this? This is all. You say it's a film. It's a yeah, it's an eight-hour, three-part film. Wow. Where's he going to the cinema for that? No, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Uh, the Snyder cut. Uh, we don't need a cut. We, we need we need a mega cut of this. I'm telling you now, it needs to be sliced and diced. <laughs> Your cool cut. I t- the, the, the main, the, the the real the last thing I want to chat about is just how hilarious it is when they because they they're one of those bands that write the melody first and they don't have any lyrics to it and the fucked up lyrics that they sing. Before it's actually the finalised lyrics, some of them are hilarious. I've already seen them on TikTok now, blowing up people, some of the songs and stuff. It's so fucking hilarious. So, yeah. I, I, it's hard to recommend, but I really liked it because <laughs> it's just so fucking long. You know, um, just think about long films. Give me, take a guess between you all. What do you think the longest film ever is? Not the name of it, but how long do you reckon it is? I'm pretty sure there's a 12-hour film, isn't there? Twelve hours. Mm. Anyone else? Anyone else got a guess? What they think the longest film ever 22. is? Twenty-two. I was going to say about six. The longest one I've ever seen is about four and a half, but yeah, it's obviously not the longest one ever made. So apparently, it says here logistics clocking in at a total runtime of thirty-five days and seventeen hours. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the? F- that needs editing. That's not a film. That's a sentence. <laughs> I, don't, my, I don't know whether that if, whether that's a. <laughs> Yeah, experimental films, fifty-one thousand four hundred twenty minutes. That's Jesus that's, Christ! That's insane. I mean, that's the next thing I'll watch then. Because I'm up for, <laughs> I'm up for these marath- marathon sessions. Um, but yeah, it, it get back. It's it's fascinating. Uh, mainly, if you're into cinematography, it's quite fascinating. But if you're into the Beatles, it's even better. And I don't care what anyone says. I I, I really like the Beatles, so I don't care if it's not cool. Fuck you. Right, after all that nonsense, let's get into the main topic at hand. And you're back, Biggie, and I want you to do this with all the gusto that you've got. Tell everyone what we're doing today. All right, yeah, we're doing um, this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to have him back, isn't it? Not Biggie too. We were both speaking on top of each other, and you could just tell. I mean, I know I'm taking the piss anyway, but like you could just see the deep, Voice of Biggie, and then me like, all right, I'm Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice, nice little harmony. Mm. Yeah. Our main topic this week is about our favourite tech from the last decade. Yeah, in capitals. Just read it that way. What piece of new tech, tech advancements over the last ten years has excited us the most? It could be a thing we owned or something huge from the tech giants. Yeah, this is a good one. We've been excited for this because we're all nerds. And I want to start with the nerdiest man I know. Gadget. I knew it. So I'm going to talk about electric cars. Oh. Because electric cars have existed beyond the last 10 years or so. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) The The ones you can actually drive in real life. You can get on a scale um, electric like rollerblades. Yeah, not for very long though. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, electric cars have existed for more than the last 10 years, but it's kind of, I think, in the last 10 years or so that the advancement a thing that people are interested in. You know, if you ask most, most people what they, what they consider the original electric car was, everyone's going to think about that wonderful little shoe-shaped thing, the Sinclair C5. Yes, that one that... Uh, I, rem- I, remember, I remember seeing that video and Noel Edmonds rolling up on one. Yeah. It's, like, it's really famous, like, look, this is the future. It's not. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Almost bankrupted Clive Sinclair yeah, as well. Exactly. <laughs> I just looked it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's. If if you look up some of the videos on it, there's, there's great videos like BBC reports of him kind of pootling around London in it. Yeah, saying it's like, it's you don't need a driving like, license for this. Well, that means the police are probably going to ban it then. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a guy here just like driving past a black cabbie and just reaching in the, just shaking hands in the middle yeah, of the it's road. It's pathetic. <laughs> but that wasn't a car, really. That was technically a tricycle. Yes. And uh, so yeah, you didn't need a driver's license for that. Uh, but no, sort of. I think it's one of the things that as we. Any socially conscious person would would, would realise, you know, the world's heating up, everything's getting a bit surreal, and you know, ending, climate guys. change is a thing. Um, and it's taken us far too long to get to the point where electric cars are a thing, but they are now. And much as I loathe the man, you have to give credit to Elon Musk for pushing Tesla the way he did. Man's a strong word. I, <laughs> Lizard. Yes. Alien. And, <laughs> and like I say, I detest him. I think he's a massive cunt, and I will not hear a good word about him. I think he's got secrets that would make just the, 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 the most heinous man weep. I reckon that man's a, a evil man. He probably is. I mean, his, his parents own like a diamond mine in South Africa. Yeah, that's so. got, he's got good ideas about things, hasn't he, though? But some of them are a bit yeah, but out there. So did Thanos. But the- <laughs> Hey, well, if you've watched Hawkeye, you'll know that some people think he was right. <laughs> Did your from daughter a, think he was right? From the last <laughs> one, you talk about Zuckerberg yeah. throwing up on his food. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see uh, Elon Musk doing exactly yeah, Zuckerberg's the same the, thing. The, the, the fly, Elon Musk's the mm. lizard, and if them two get in a room, he's just going <laughs> to lick him off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, pushing so far away from that as quickly as possible. <laughs> because of Tesla, electric cars were considered cool. And, you know, there were these ridiculous publicity things like when SpaceX kind of kicked off and Elon Musk launched his Tesla Roadster into the sky. Yeah. You know, because he's a billionaire and he can do shit like that. Fair enough, whatever. But te- Tesla's became this kind of de facto idea of what an electric car should be. They, when you looked at the interior, they looked different to your average road car. Um, there was a lot made of the fact that an electric car, because it doesn't have a gearbox or anything like that, has kind of not, not unlimited torque, but it's like instant torque. Like you yeah. put your foot down an electric car and it fucking goes. Shit's off a shovel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and t- Tesla made the idea of an electric car cool because the cars look nice. I know the, the, apparently the quality control is absolutely terrible, but when you see one driving down the street, you think, oh, there's a Tesla. You know, it's like you don't see that you don't think the same for like a Peugeot E two oh eight. Or a know? Nissan Leaf. Or a Nissan Leaf, which might be the dullest car ever created. <laughs> but they are getting more popular and the big brands now have seen that, you know, the writing is on the wall. The the UK government said that I think all new cars have to be electric by twenty thirty. Mm. And other countries are like twenty thirty five, twenty thirty. Gulf of Weeping. Kind of thing. What about our oil? Well, yeah. And I like the fact that everything is pushing in this way because I think electric cars are really cool. I think think they're cool as well. There are a lot of limitations with the internal combustion engine that have just, we've put up with for years. 
the noise of them, the the smell of them, the, the fact that the dangerous. Petrol, petrol and diesel cost so much. You're basically sitting on an explosion all day. <laughs> it's crazy. Know, see what happens when you pierce a lithium battery. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Up to this point, like all electric cars have been normal road cars converted to be electric. And we're starting to get cars now which are designed from the ground up to be electric cars. So they don't they have a lot of they have a lot of things in them which electric cars never had to consider. So like the idea is most of the time you're actually just sitting on top of the batteries. The drivetrains are different. You get um all the wheels can be powered individually, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I like the fact that maintenance costs can be lower on them because it's all modular. You know, if you blow a motor, you just pull the motor out and put another one in, generally speaking. Um, he says, not being an expert in fixing electric cars at all, <laughs> but having seen the modular setups for them. Um, batteries in electric cars are starting to get to the point where they're being rated for about half a million miles. That's mad, isn't it? Whereas you'd expect out of your most non-Volvos to get about... 250,000 miles out of a car. Yeah. Volvo's obviously being the, the the exception to that rule because they will go until the sun explodes. <laughs> yes. If you can kill a Volvo, then you you are a terrible person and need to be monitored by authorities. Cockroaches and Volvos are going to be the last thing when the asteroid hits. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, but it, specifically those old 80s Volvos. Yeah, if you're inside one of them it. during a nuclear apocalypse, you're fine, you're safe. Yeah, absolutely. Better than a fridge. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I just I think electric cars are really cool, and I think it's it'll get to the point. At the minute, they're not really that economical to get because they're still really expensive. They tend to only do about three hundred miles on them, but the charging network in this country and in, and also in America is shit. Yeah, like they're one of those things that if you like like me, I my driving just tends to be runabout stuff: drive to the shops, drive to my mum's, that kind of thing. I'm not going very far. I could get away with an electric car. But anyone who does any distance or any kind of consistent commuting that is over 50 miles a day, you're probably going to need to stick with a petrol car for a while. Mm. But once that charging network gets built up and once they find ways that it, that you can charge a, a, an electric car in under three hours, um, the network will be brilliant. There's a great video I've talked about before on this, Marquez Brownlee. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The tech guy on YouTube. He's he did a video where he did a thousand mile round trip test between a Tesla Model S, the Ford E Mustang, and a, a petrol Audi, and he proved that you can do a thousand mile road trip in America in a Tesla, reasonably unbothered. And he's got that cool, just, got a cool matte black one, hasn't he? Yeah, that's um, nice. Because Tesla in America have a really good supercharger network. And you just like plug in your route and it tells you which supercharger to stop at for like 20 minutes here to make sure you arrive with like 40% battery. But the e, the e Mustang, you can't use Tesla superchargers in America because it's a proprietary socket, so they've got to use the public network. And that one fucked them oh, over. Oh, it's like Apple all over again. Yeah. yeah, it is. Well, the thing is, in this country, the uh, you can charge a Tesla at any charging point. because European standards, isn't it? Yeah, EU rules. They all have to have the same charging connection. Which works out much better. Which is happening to phones in the next year. Mm. Yeah. iPhone 14, now without a port. <laughs> yeah, no port. <laughs> We're not putting one in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, I think electric, I, I know this has been a little bit of a ramble, but I just really like electric cars. I think they're really cool in the future. And I know my next car will be an electric car because, like I say, my. Or at least my a hybrid. Just, just poop. No, 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 I'm just going to go full electric. Nice, mate. 
Um, I, I think what they all, need all to my, God, all my mileage is just pootling around. Like, and mm-hmm. if I need to go any distance, like if I need to drive to the south coast to drive to, well, I just rent. I just rent a yeah. internal combustion engine car just for the convenience of it. I'll get a train. I'll get yeah. no, no it's public. Ooh, <laughs> I don't do have public you, transport. Have you heard of the Boring Company? Which is the Elon Musk company, the one that made yeah, the Yeah, another company. And that's so they're building, well, in the States, they're building tunnels. And I think they're developing, um, re- they're specifically for electric cars and probably give priority to Teslas or will do. But it, they're, they're going to, I think, developing um, charging roads. The kinetic road so, network, yeah. 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 They've, got, they've got trials in Germany already, haven't they? Where. Uh, certain sections of the, I don't know if it's the autobahn or something like that. It won't be the autobahn. No. It's too busy to do that it's kind of thing. But yeah, I, something I, where I, you can try. Like, you, you go over it and it charges a, a tiny little portion due to kinetic. It has to be a specific model car. It has to be, mm. which is not on yeah, sale. But, but if, if 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 that can become a standard, great. Yeah. I mean, just, you, the, you could even toll that road because you know you're going to charge. You're going to charge it. You're going to charge your <laughs> okay, car. Yeah. It's going to it's going to be in good condition. Put a toll on it. No one's going to mind that. Yeah. Well, even, even if even if it's not charging your car, even if it's just stopping you Draining. expelling charge. Yes. yes. Yeah. Even if it's just like holding you a trickle. Fine. Yeah. Great. Just extend the range that way. That would be perfect yeah. for the motor. Much as we gripe about the motorways in this country are actually pretty decent in most places because they're just these long stretches of road where you can get from A to B pretty unencumbered. Yeah. Well, Although, I think, aren't they saying new houses are supposed to be developed with a charging point? Yes. Mm. Yes. Or the, yeah, or, or the ability to add one easily. Yes. Yeah, so, so basically, okay. when they wire up the fuse box, make sure there's a spur coming off to the garage. Mm. Yeah, I my, think my a lot only of places conc- will need it. Yeah. My only concern is that, like we've seen with phones, is that there's a deliberate um, battery life, literally, um, on them. So, so you have to buy a new will, one. Yeah. Exactly. So the they'll have a shelf life. They don't necessarily need a shelf life, but they'll put one on there anyway to keep if selling the, new cars. If they're clever, you'll never own an electric car. You'll lease it or you'll rent yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm perfectly happy to to lease cars. And like you'll upgrade that. it like a phone every three years. Mm. Yeah. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. It work, the, the model works. It's been working for years. Yeah, but it, I mean, it'll also get to the point where there has to be some which are like ultra affordable because not everyone will be able to afford yeah, little these hatchback cars. things. Yeah, um, they, you know. That you'll know that the market is hit properly when you can buy, like a, a little kind of city car electric new for ten grand. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, Basically, that, when, that's... Dacia, when Dacia can start selling them, yeah, the Sandero <laughs> Plus. Yeah, exactly. Sandero E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I wonder I'd... if you're like monthly. Say you're getting like a PCP deal or whatever they're called. If if some of the deals that you'll get will also include the charging fees as well at uh, petrol stations. Probably not. They'll be probably not. <laughs> so it, it depends. Like sometimes, like I mean, Tesla used to do a thing in America where you could, if you bought a certain model, model Tesla, you would get like three months worth of supercharging for free and mm. stuff yeah. like that. And you can play Skyrim on it. You can. You so- can play the Witcher. You can play the Witcher Three <laughs> yeah, as well. And Doom. The only problem with Teslas is they have they like iPhones, aren't they? With their specific charging point, they're not just like a in the general, US. Yeah, yeah. Not in this country. And oh, not in this country, but in the US, you know. You, Tesla can actually ban you from charging your car. They can yep. stop it happening, yeah. Even if you can yeah. get it plugged in, that's, they can stop you. That's a bit fucking... There was that thing that I, I watched it over a month where a guy had a lease Tesla and he'd not paid that month's lease. And however many times he plugged the car in, it wouldn't work. He wouldn't charge because they somehow blocked it somehow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's also stupid shit with the Teslas. Getting hacked. Um, like, 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 for instance, if you want... Um, 
if you want the autonomous driving, so not cruise control or anything, but if you want like the well, autopilot thing, in the back. Um, which you shouldn't. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to. It's like ten grand on top of the cost of the car, but it's not actually implemented yet. They haven't even put it into beta. Yeah, that frightens me. That because of the, obviously. The the, the 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 calculations that's like this cones in the road this cones in the... do you know what I mean it's like oh, sorry, sorry I'm, I'm looking I'm looking on Tesla's website now. enhanced autopilot is three thousand four hundred on top of the cost of it oh you've sold me and uh, full self driving capability which doesn't exist yet is six thousand eight hundred on top of that um but I'm I'm just looking at what a how much are machine Tes- guns on it <laughs> ejector suit yeah. So a Tesla Tesla Model Three with the with the self auto driving on their cash price, and this is just like the family hatchback version, is fifty one thousand two hundred and ninety pound. Um, and if you wanted to do it on PCP, that is seven hundred and one pounds a month. May for forty eight months. That, I, that's that's you signing your life away. <laughs> that's, Do you yeah. get uh, an Xbox Series X? With you don't it, need one. It plays games anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you mean it's like I, an add-on I, I gift? See, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see Oodles having palpitations that. But yeah, the, so this is the thing that like, the price obviously needs to massively come down for it to be more widely. Needs to be two hundred pound a month or something like that at most. Which I mean, it, I, they'll be getting close. I, I know Vauxhall have got an e, uh, electric version of the Mocha, which I think is about two hundred and fifty a month if you want the bottom level one. Mocha chocolate so there. Uh, don't argue. It's what I drive. Not the electric version. I've got. Oh, no, I've seen it. It's nice, nice. Um, but yeah, the the the, co- the cost on them, and then the the range needs to go up. But yeah, I I think electric cars are really cool, and they're they are literally the future. I I yeah, because sometimes you see things and you think, oh, that could be the future, but it probably won't be. This definitely is. There's no there's no two ways about it. In our lifetime, it it's to going to be. be mainstream. <laughs> yeah, there's no choice. This are a train, and like like Gadget says, he doesn't like trains. No, because people and are on. And the, the the last thing I will say about electric cars, or actually, this is kind of the one compliment I'll give Tesla. Um, their business model—they've changed how people buy cars. Oh. Because previously, you well, anyone who's ever bought a car, you've got to go to a dealership, you've got to then have the sales pitch in there. Tesla were the first company to go out there and go, no, you can just fucking buy that online. Yeah, go down to a dealership like, to yeah. test drive one if you want, but to buy one, you have to order it on the website, and it's like, there's now a few companies that are starting to do that where you can just order a car online and not have to bugger around with it's dealerships. Cool, I right? hate buying cars. Mm. Such a pain in the arse dealing with mm. dealers. Yes, yeah, salespeople are the worst. But, yeah. <laughs> but Especially yeah. phone, phone salespeople. Yeah, they're even... Oh, God, they're foul. But um, <laughs> the, 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 thing, the, the, the thing that... The, the legacy for me so far about Tesla is throwing that brick at that, um, that, that, that cyber truck. fucking hilarious. Because a cyber truck is hideous anyway. It's awful. <laughs> that's my, that's the one Which, legacy I've got for it so far. I, yeah, I love that video. Hey, look look at this. It's like bulletproof glass hurls a ball bearing it. It just shatters. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, oh, well, uh, if you if you look, it, it didn't actually the glass didn't shatter. It's like, no, that's not what you wanted. <laughs> not what you wanted. We've had bulletproof safety or something. We've had bulletproof glass for fucking seventy years. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah." Yeah. I mean, the thing is, he's full of stupid shit. Like, like the current. If you got the current Model S, it doesn't have a steering wheel anymore. It's got a yoke, like oh god, like what? a flight stick, and no stalks. So, like your indicators are touch sensitive buttons on the steering wheel. The horn isn't the middle bit of the steering wheel. It's like a little touch sensitive. He's actually a real life top. Thunderbird, isn't he? He's got his own Tracy Island. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a creep. But anyway, we'll get an Elon Musk on the show next week. Um, Thunder <laughs> uh, Biggie. Yours. Hello. 
Yes, so I wanted to talk about modems. I thought you were joking. <laughs> I am. Oh. Um, no, I, no, I want to talk about Twitch. So I know um, we had a private chat about whether this is included or not, but um, I felt it is important to talk about Twitch. Uh, just for those, just in the random nature that people don't know what it is, um, it's uh, a video live streaming service that focuses mainly on video game live streaming. And that includes tubs. broadcasts of sports competitions and edition offers music, uh, creative content, and more recently in real life streams. Yay! Um, it's operated by Twitch Interactive, a subsidiary of Amazon, and was introduced in June 2011, so it does count. And as a spin off of the general interest streaming platform, Justin TV. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Justin TV was great. Mm. So. Um, Content on the site can be viewed either live or via video on demand. Um, so for those that follow me uh, or us on here, uh, it's been used for gaming streams. I too have had mixed results with <laughs> my streams, whether it's Dark Souls or my <laughs> somewhat interesting final, final, final fantasy seven um Blue stream. screen of death. The, the, the stream <laughs> that no one ever saw. No. Well, that, that, but, um, that was more of a Sony issue than a Twitch issue. Yeah, yeah it, it was, for that. was brilliant. Even that even I like, log, dog, logged in dog. to see it, and I was just like, oh, I'm just watching a blue screen and Biggie <laughs> not realising and chatting away. Just... And we were like, we were telling him, explain what's happening. He's like, the high wind's there. And, and oh, there's the high wind. Oh, there's the high wind again. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, and it's great um, when you have the support from the viewers that have joined you, whether they're guiding you or encouraging you to keep going. Uh, but it also, unfortunately, comes with the trolling effect too, particularly when you have so-called friends like <laughs> Nflem and Sly Reflex, cunts of the show, winding oh, you up see, Bob. And, poking, and poking fun at your failings. But um, it's all done in jest, hopefully. Um, we ourselves have done a few talkovers, uh, play games together, interacted with our listeners too um so it's a great format for that but it's not just for gaming uh personally for this year i've discovered that djs have also turned to twitch during the pandemic as they've been unable to sort of book the live events that they used to so uh whilst i've been working from home um it's meant that i can have twitch running in the background and i've discovered or uh, been watching some of the djs i mentioned on here before like scratch bastard the gaff uh, DJ Epic, DJ Newmark from Jurassic 5, Jazzy Jeff, Maceo from De La Soul, just to name a few, who will all stream for hours for free, um, or you can subscribe and support them and drop bits and all that sort of stuff in to uh, give them a little helping hand. But it's not just that, it's the communities that also uh, follow will randomly drop subs for followers as well, people new who have just tuned in, um, if they're trying to sort of raise awareness for the channel. I was literally watching DJ Epic the other night and my subscription had finished. So I was thinking about resubscribing and someone just gave me a sub just like that out of the blue. Um, it's just so nice. The support for um, the communities as well. The same sort of people follow the same sort of um, DJs. And there's sort of this little community that you keep seeing the same names pop up. You're watching them. You all chat about stuff in life or just enjoy the, the vibe of the DJs that are playing. Um, yeah, it's just it's excellent. It's just really lifted me this year, um, having um, these DJs playing in the background, playing some incredible music. I've just, I've updated my playlists for my Spotify as well, discovering music I didn't hear or some mixes. 
Um, it's just generally been great. And, and I think for what Twitch was originally created for, what it's evolved into now and what it could do in the future, uh, it's just fantastic. I love it. I think it's amazing. I think even if it's not Twitch that does it in the future, it's a good forefather for what will be the future. Yeah. It's, everyone's going to remember the ground level when, like, because there's been a few, like, Twitch clones that have just not hit like Twitch has. Like YouTube? <laughs> no, like that Microsoft uh, one. Mixer. Mixer. Mixer, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got that. We've Ninja got that. signed that yeah, big deal for it, didn't guy. he? And he, yeah, he's back on Twitch, I believe, I bet. Yeah, well, the, but, the, but the problem with Mixer is they didn't make it convenient for people to watch Mixer. Because there wasn't like an iPhone app for it. You had to watch it on your Xbox or on the, or like yeah. sat at your computer or anything. I mean, the app, for, like, the app, the phone app for Twitch is fucking shit, but it does the job. Hey, I mean, I mean, it's it's been around for years, and they've it finally had the ability to, to subscribe to people. <laughs> yeah, they have. <laughs> it's good for watching Gadget in the Bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just someone like Scratch, who I mentioned before, the the fact that he regularly just streams for like four or five hours, and yes, he does obviously get money from subs and stuff, but it's just enjoying. You can see the smile on his face when he's doing it for that long. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever streamed for that long or, or done anything like that live for that amount of time and it must be exhausting at times you're standing up and you're still thinking about what you're doing but chatting with the community as well um but he just does it he loves it and it's just amazing to see i tell you what one thing if you've never done it is go down a rabbit hole on twitch and just start randomly watching twitch it's just incredible some of the weird stuff that we've discovered <laughs> uh, M. Flem and myself. You get comedians on it and stuff as well, don't you? Like, yeah, there's some weird stuff out there. It really is. And some but, um, some problem um, is if you more seedy things as well. Probably. Yeah, if you do that, then your yeah. algorithm sometimes goes, "Oh, you watch this," and then all of a sudden it's foot just fetish. All, it just puts it on your main page. <laughs> I don't know about y'all guys, but mine's just foot fetishes from, from from top to bottom. So could be more yeah. more about me that ladies in hot tub. <laughs> yeah, ladies, <laughs> ladies in hot tub playing Skyrim. <laughs> That's what I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if market research for candy, isn't it? Even if Twitch doesn't survive in ten years' time, that that bedrock that it's created, it, that's that's a legacy, mate, that you can't ignore. Yeah, once you get your head around how it works, because it gets a bit fiddly at first. You got all these emotes, and you have to be the sub to use some, and um, you get notifications, and you you don't quite know what you're doing with. Any new app, but once you get your head around it, it's great. I love it. Too mm. many buttons to press, Biggie. <laughs> I must say, it's been um, <laughs> it has been a lifesaver for me for the last couple of years, especially because it's not only is it a bit of company and background noise and everything, but if you just want to sort of hang out with mates whilst playing a game, you just switch on Twitch and you know people will comment, and it it makes you feel a little bit less lonely sometimes. Um, but I'm the same. I've I've discovered streamers that i really really like and just watch regularly is is good fun and like you said it may not be twitch that continues because i don't think it's particularly supportive of its users no it's it's Um, pretty nasty to them isn't it yeah exactly but that concept is a really good one really strong concept so i'll I'll be excited to see where it goes yeah just it's amazing to see the kind of careers that people can make off it just doing whatever they do and happen to do it live like there was that there was that leak recently where like the earnings of like the top channels came out. And what were we yeah, earning? Pe- <laughs> we didn't place, unfortunately. <laughs> but like like the top earning channel on um on Twitch is Critical Role, and they make <laughs> wow. just just under ten million dollars a year just from Twitch revenue. That makes sense, though, including their sponsorships and stuff like that. 
Uh, no, the, the, the second the second one is a young Canadian lad. He goes by uh, XQC, and he made in twenty twenty eight and a half million dollars. Just in like subs and bits and stuff like that. I need to start going on Twitch more. Right, we need to all get green screens. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get costumes. Yeah. Oh yeah, seriously. When I was watching... fully into this for Scott Sheep. Yeah. I yep. don't know who the who these people are. I was watching Scratch one night and um, doing one of their hype train things, and one of his followers just chucked in like twenty subs. You know, people. Andy does it all fucking spare time. Cash to do it. Yeah. <laughs> It's just amazing. I think that's just fantastic. You wouldn't get that on anything else, would you? Mm. Yeah, you need to get on our channel when Candy's had a glass of wine. When she's had a wine, she just gives everyone Literally. a sub. It's like, I've already got one. Stop giving me another. I'm like a lonely 40-something at a strip club. <laughs> making it rain subs. Literally. <laughs> Dance for me, watchers. But yeah, that, that, that was, that, that's a very good, uh, very good um, poignant discussion there on Twitch. Thank you very much, Biggie. Um, right then, so we'll move on to me, because <laughs> I fancy it. I want to talk about something very obvious, what I would talk about. I want to talk about mobile phones, <laughs> because it's the only hey, thing. It was in my, my uh, honourable mentions, the advancement mm. of mobile Sorry. phones. It's the only thing I know. <laughs> it's the only thing I can understand. The streams are crossing here, isn't it? Yeah. It's the only thing. Well, we, we actually don't know if you're a good seller either. Mate, I'm, no I'm, 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 feedback I'm, on I'm that. fucking top. Up to you. Right, well, my contract <laughs> runs out on the 13th of December. Sorry, you're so. pal. Go on, let's go. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've always loved phones. Like, um, obviously, if people don't know me, I sell them for a living as well. Um, massive fascination with them. I just think they're incredible. And bro, let's say 20 years ago, I don't think they were good. I think they were shit. But we all started getting one, didn't we? We all liked Snake. You know what I mean? We we are like as Nokia's and as uh, Motorola Razors and stuff like that. Ring ringtone editor. Oh yeah, yeah. Making making a, a, a couple of quid from your mates for making the Simpsons ringtone for each other. Crazy frog. Having the Halloween theme on your yeah ring, on your uh, yeah. ringtone. Polyphonic ringtones. But the last ten years, some of the greatest handsets, in my opinion, have come out. And this is very personal because everyone's very. Oh, I like this. I like that. Now I'm quite phone agnostic. I like all. I like I like your Androids. I like your Apples. There's not anything else to choose from anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> it used to be a bit bit more of a choice, but yeah, I like iOS. I like Apple. And what I've got here are my um, are three notable phones that really meant a lot to me in the last ten years. Because I go through phones like people go through underpants. I mean, I'm in the industry. I can get a phone quite easily and quite cheap. Um, Big fan of burner phones, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up the prison wallet. How <laughs> <laughs> I Definitely. But uh, this is the first phone I... The first one I want to chat about is the first time I heard the phrase flagship killer. Now, that is... Oh, fuck's sake. No, that, that, marketing bullshit. That is proper marketing bullshit. But that's a hot thing now, isn't it? This, this is a flagship killer. What that means is it's not a £900 phone. It's it's somewhere mid range and it it's got that nine hundred pound premium to it. Um, who remembers the Nexus Four? I remember that one. Uh, created by LG, uh, collaboration with Google. Now the Nexus phones, for anyone that doesn't know, in Android terms, is the most stock Android you could possibly get at that moment in time, which is two thousand thirteen. Um, a lot of people listening to this have probably got a Galaxy or an iPhone. Now, a Galaxy is very, very layered. 
version of Android. Um, Ho- hobbled, I think. Is the word. <laughs> yeah, hobbled. <clears throat> so it's fucking vaporware and yeah, bullshit. It, it's it. The actual Android platform is very very wafer thin. There's that it basically relies on its apps. It can't it can't do much without the apps. Um, so the Nexus line of phones started from the original Nexus. Was was Google's way before the Pixel existed, which exists now, which is created by Google. It was their way of saying this is the most vanilla Android you can get, which means fast, means speed. It means we can focus on camera technology, which a lot of people forget. Phones are also cameras because people have just got used to the fact now that they've got. But the camera phones, yeah. <clears throat> um, the L, the um, the Nexus Four for me was one of the most beautiful phones I'd ever seen in my life. It had this beautiful rear to it now if you if you have a quick google search of what that looked like I, nothing doing it nothing spe- doing this while you mention these phones yeah nothing spectacular to nowadays but then it, it was just i'm just looking at porn <laughs> <laughs> but you the cock away. One. yeah the sparkly one yeah same on biggest porn <laughs> and and the fact the fact that it was the, <laughs> the fact that it was lg that made it and they were in the prime then i mean lg rest in peace lg they, 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 they don't make phones anymore. But no, I retired. Mm, they're retired. It's all about the TVs. And this phone, TVs. this phone launched at three hundred pound, and then quickly went to two hundred pound. And this had some of the. Oh, it, it had a seven twenty p screen. This is two thousand thirteen, by the way. It had a Snapdragon S four Pro chipset and eight megapixel, ten eighty p camera, which is fucking mega for that price. That's mega for that price now. I mean, obviously the Snapdragon needs to be a lot better. But, yeah, it just had everything that it needed to be, and it was fucking gorgeous. And it was the first phone I'd ever seen wireless charging. I just, I, it, that blew my mind. Wireless charging? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it did. But it wasn't a big marketing selling point. But, yeah, I, 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 just, I just found the phone fascinating. I had it for a year, which is long for me. <laughs> it's a long time. Um, I don't know if you guys ever, ever held one or... Looked at an ex- no. they were got I don't know what phones you guys were rocking in 2013. Probably just iPhones, yeah. No, I think I had a BlackBerry. A BlackBerry, yeah, BlackBerry. Well, that that was a choice 20, back then. 2013, I had a Galaxy Note 3. I like the Note 3. Yeah, that was a good Ooh, one. Actually, I might have done that. I had a the only iPhone I've ever had is an iPhone 4, so that might have been around. No, it was around, but yeah, you might have been mid-contract on that one. Oh, released two thousand ten. Yeah, so no, I've, I've just I've, that's the only one I've had, and I've just had Androids. Wow, since. Sony Xperia. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I've had Xperia. Yeah, I've flitted between Sony's, Samsung's, and see, your Sony's have they've they've not been very bloaty. They've they've had their own like Sony experience, like UI or whatever, but not as bloaty. Samsung is ridiculous. Still to this day, that 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 one uh, touch it used to be called TouchWiz, didn't it? And now it's like yeah. One UI. It's a lot better One UI, but it's still. Samsung as fuck. It's the best way to Big describe Speed it. Bixby can go and fuck himself. Yeah, Bixby's got his own yeah. button. <laughs> he's got his own just button. Just chimes in every now and again. Yeah, he's just he's just horrible. But the Nexus line, they they like you get a Pixel now. That is the that is pure Google. But this was just I don't know. There was something special about that that relationship between um, LG and Google. It just it just it, it clicked and it, it worked. But the next one I want to talk about is a fun little ditty of a phone, the iPhone five C. Released the same year as the Nexus, uh, but the back end, because iPhones always release at the back end. Um, I got the green one, 
if you don't know what the 5C looks like, it's the it's the cheap looking one, the, the colourful one. I was going to say it was, it was just, just a 5 with a plastic oh, shell, wasn't it? I think it was a, fo- yeah, I think I it was a 4S with a plastic shell, mate. I don't think it was as powerful as a 5. I never thought they were particularly good. Um, the main thing I liked about it was it was green. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I could afford my very, f- that, that was my very first iPhone. Because it launched, how, without looking, how much do you think it launched price? I think it was three nine nine. Two thousand thirteen. Bear in mind, it launched at yeah, I think it was three four six nine, four hundred sixty nine pounds, which to this day is considered very cheap for an Apple phone. Which is mind blowing, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, the, the main thing I liked about it, it was just sexy. But it was was it like a no frills sort of iPhone in, to the point where it was? It, it was like it was an so iPod cheap. Touch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like the last gen's iPhone repackaged. Yeah, basically, I think it was a far s innards, but the yeah, it, it was it was it was nice. It was it was small, and I don't like huge monoliths when it comes to phones. But yeah, I like that one. And the last one I want to talk about is the phone that meant the world to me. <clears throat> the phone that I had the longest. I had this phone for three years. This is a big one. And this is the one that hurts the most because they don't make phones anymore. The, the company doesn't exist anymore. The HTC One. Oh, that was a very good. Well, the one or the One M Eight. The, the M Eight I'm talking about, which is the 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 the, the second HTC One, isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah, the One M Eight was fantastic. That was the metal back. Yes, one, wasn't it? it was. It was metal. Um, oh, HTC was my first like proper smartphone. And everyone was getting iPhones. I was like, no, no, no. Like the HTC, it's it's faster. It's got a better camera it on it. It's the it same did. size as iPhones. Like it's cheaper. Like why would you go for an iPhone when you can have this? Yeah. Then I went for an iPhone after. <laughs> <laughs> this this got this got me away from the Apple ecosystem for many many years. Um, after the five C, um, five hundred quid blower that one, uh, which is not a lot for the specs it it yielded. Um. Just oh, it was so fantastic! Like gadget, you remember it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, Very it really popular. You saw it quite often in a nightclub because it had a, a fantastic camera on the back. A good camera. I remember it had a stereo speakers. Stereo on the front speakers, of it for so when you, you could were jamming the music. So, yeah, it, when when you when you were at a barbecue or something, you could put your HTC One on as a speaker. It was fantastic. Um, now HTC aren't here anymore. Unfortunately, they've retired. Um, I thought they made some of the sexiest phones going. I know it sounds weird to say technology is sexy and stuff like that, but no, people t- forget that you, the first thing you see when you see a product is how it looks. Um, and I just, I just think it, everything about it, it was so good. The, the unibody metal, the, the metal body and everything, the um, HTC Experience, I think it was called, the, the, the platform that they ran over top of Android. It was yeah. that bloaty. It had the annoying uh, news feed that now Apple have, have have taken for their newsstand and stuff like that. They stole that completely. But I didn't need news then. I still don't need news now. <laughs> but it was there, and I don't know. And it was just, it was really good for emulation as well. If you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> it was so powerful. And yeah, and, and I just want to know about before we move on. I want to know your guys' favorite phone from your life. Don't say the one you've got now. <laughs> no, I, I, I was just life. looking at what my HTC was. I had the Hero. What a name oh, I remember the Hero, yeah. The Hero with a little... clock on the little, front. Yeah, no, yeah, I had that little, like, kind of tilt yeah, at the bottom and the yeah. little ball. Ergonomic ball. Again. Yeah. Yeah, the Hero was... Um, the Desire was good as well. See, I, 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 I don't know if I've ever had any particularly, like, 
sexy or impressive phones and that. I've, I've had ones with like decent features. I imagine but, you you, you, know you read up on it even then. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always made sure I got the best value from it. I remember I am... Um, Probably one of my favourite ones I ever had was the Sony Ericsson W810i. The little Walkman one. Little black and, black and orange Walkman Yeah, with the proper decent headphones with it as well. I had those headphones for you. Yeah, yeah, they were so they good. Were so good. <laughs> but it, 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 you talking about phones has got me thinking. I know this is kind of like pushing away from the brief slightly, but I miss the days of the mid-2000s where Nokia were on acid. Yeah. Mm. And they were putting out the some banana fucking phone. weird shit. No, yeah, the engage. Yeah. I've got the engage yeah. right here, Jack-off, and it's right. just like I had one that you, you turned like you could open it up, and then you twisted the camera so it looked like you're holding yeah. like a little video. Probably yeah, video yeah, camera. I remember that one as well. Yeah, Nokia really were on acid for a while. Do you remember when like Nokia tried uh, tried to get the ladies, and they had like that lipstick yeah. shaped phone yeah. and stuff like that? I had one. Yeah. Completely impressed. It didn't have a good. What was it? It was like a spinning dial or something yeah, like, like that. The one and the anything. one and the three on the side, and the two in the middle. Two like, oh, it was so weird. You couldn't type on the bastard. But the, Should have had a vibrating you, feature. You, nope. you, you couldn't read anything on it because the screen was reflective, so it could be your mirror for oh, your handbag. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I hate when the technology to like a certain sex and stuff like that. It, makes, it winds me yeah. up. I'm just more upset that it worked on me. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Mate, the, the, the N-Gage worked on me. I was like, oh my God, I get to play Tomb Raider on this little thing. Yes, but you've got to take the battery out and then you've got to install it every time you've took the game out and put it back in. And then you've got to turn phone mode off so no one rings you and stops the game. <laughs> oh God, it was so horrible, that wow. N-Gage. And then the, then, then the redesigned the N-Gage so that you could put the cartridge yes. in from the outside, but then they gave it spongy buttons yeah. which didn't respond to any presses. Oh God. I tell you what, the PlayStation phone was good. That Sony one they did. Can you remember that one? Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but they never put that, any yeah. fucking games no, out for us. Yeah. That, that was really good, but... Uh, any 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 more phone memories? I think I'm going to have to go for a 3310. I remember going to Download Festival. You really on like a, on that? A, yeah. Well, to, I'll, t- I'll tell you, you what. Do anything? It's from the last ten years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Well, I'm going to go for mine anyway. 3310. Um, <laughs> she had it. She had it in last ten years. Still. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You don't know. Um, yeah. Went to a festival on a Thursday. Came back on a Monday, and it was still charged. Not one charge. Perfect. You, it was my. I, I used a. a Nokia like that for festivals. Leave my good phone behind. You burn and, like, just switched my SIM card. I was like, right, this is my festival phone. Because yeah, I do that still. A, if I lose it, I don't give a shit. And B, it lasts all weekend. I don't take my iPhone to the pub because you know what I'm like. I just, um, I've got a little burner. I've got loads of little burners. No, I'm not. Plus, that plus also, you don't want evidence of what goes on at the no, pub. No, no, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you remember Phone Biggie? I'm not talking about the one down the street in the phone box. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to remember because um, when I went to the cruise ship, we had to take everything with us, like a video camera, a camera, yeah. your phone, your iPod, fucking everything. When you, you lived away. there, didn't you? You lived on so, the boat. Yeah, so now we became Shoreside, which was 2008, and I started working in pubs. Um, everything started to reduce then, so I think... I think I had an iPhone 3 or 4. I can't remember what, which one I had. Mm. But it's when I used to jailbreak it because I hated the the fact that if you had an iPhone, you were stuck with everybody having the same looking phone. iOS, yeah. Just... Yeah, and I just wanted to have that bit of individuality. It's got a lot better recently. So, it's, it's, it's it has. Quite, you, can, you can change a lot on the, on an iOS device nowadays. But back then you couldn't. No, you couldn't have fuck so, all, could you? I was well into jailbreaking. That's when I managed to get Final Fantasy VII running on my iPhone. Yeah, I've been there, mate. So cool. <laughs> you still didn't finish it, did you? Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no. But um, I think the, the, one of my favourites was either the Motorola Razor. Yeah. Because I thought they, they were really cool looking phones. And they were so compact. You've got to remember, they're back. As well. They're back and they're only 1,300 yeah. quid. <laughs> but I thought they were sweet. Um, but for me, the biggest thing, biggest change was the Xperia phones with the camera. Really good cameras, and I yeah. think the quality of the camera, the difference when you used to have your old shitty, uh, I was going to say blurry kind of photos. That used it was to a VGA camera, phone. it wasn't even a megapixel. And then all of a sudden, when you just get that step up, and you suddenly have these incredible professional-looking photographs you're taking in the pub, you're like, yes. I remember when I got the LG Beauty. Which was the, the? I fucking hated that. It was, it was it was awful, but it had a two megapixel camera on the back, and I I I was taking photos and setting that. I, I used to say, "There's something wrong with this." It's, I, I thought there was something wrong with it. It was just really good quality, and I didn't realize how ugly I was. And I was, <laughs> I was like, this is really good. And I, I remember going back to Carphone Warehouse and saying, I don't, "I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore." And it's like, "What's wrong?" And I had to think of an excuse on the fly, and I was like. Um, screen's too big. It was like a three-inch screen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so. Funny. But, but the thing is, everything is now compact onto your smartphone. And just referencing back again to how you used to carry everything with you. Now, your smartphone. I've got a S twenty-one Ultra. Cost you have. You're, you're that guy. And it and it's got everything I need on it. It's incredible. Yeah. It, it, it's. I just walk around with that. It does everything I it's need. It's mad it to that do. on a phone now you could start a podcast, record a podcast, edit a podcast. And, and release it all on that platform. You could literally do what oh, we're yeah. doing now. I mean, the edit would be shit, wouldn't it, Gadget? <laughs> oh, yeah. It'd be done. You could do it. But, yeah, I just, I just, I just find that, I mean, I, I like that I'm in that industry. I'd like to get paid more, but yeah. I like that I'm in that industry because it's fascinating. And the, the, the things I see, some of, some of the stuff that come into our shop, it could be on Dickinson's Real Deal. I've seen some absolute antiques, and, mm. and you don't realise realize how... Much we touchscreen technology has got so much better. Like someone came in with a touchscreen the other week. I'd never even heard of this phone. It must have been some clone phone, but it wasn't a capacitive touchscreen. You could only touch it with one. I was resistant. Yeah, you could only touch it with one digit at a time. I was like, "What's happening? I can't fucking type." (laughs) (laughs) It was infuriating, and now I couldn't even think of a phone that didn't have a touchscreen. Do you know what I mean? Like you can buy. I remember when BlackBerry were, were in bed with Android for a while, weren't they? And the, you could have the mm. big, full, quirky keyboard and, and a nice touch. I'm like, why would you use the keyboard nowadays? Mm. I think the biggest bugbear I have with uh, modern-day phones is just the battery because they're, they're designed to do everything you want them to do, but the battery can't you do everything you want You expect a lot out of do. them, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's every time they put a bigger battery in or a better battery and they put more features yes. in. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's, bring back the Nexus oh, wait, phones no. where it was bare. I've 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 just I've just found the the the, the ultimate um terrible terrible phone from the, from the uh, early two thousands and I'm actually going to share my screen Uh-oh. so you you can all remember this one. Who remembers the Siemens Zalibri? Siemens Zalibri. Oh, oh shit! Like, yes, shaped like a woman's yeah. compact. Yeah, like foundation with a mirror in the middle of it. This is when Candy <laughs> says, "I had that." As well. Yeah, no, I did not have that. <laughs> Well, uh, hang on. That's the one the candy had, wasn't yeah, it? The, yeah. the Nokia seventy two eighty. That is fucking horrendous. Some of them, yeah. But yeah, look, look at it's, that. It's it's like shit, shit lightsaber. <laughs> not even that. Yeah, see, Siemens Zalibri six, which is shaped like a like a compact to go in your handbag. It's got a little mirror in the middle of it when oh. you open the clamshell. <laughs> they didn't think of ergonomics, did they? One of my customers had one of those uh, fold up ones the other day. The um, you know, you can actually Samsung oh, it's flip. the weirdest thing. Yeah, I didn't want to touch it. 
Yeah. But she's like, you can literally <laughs> fold it whenever you want. And like, I'm mm, not touching mm, it. <laughs> I, I, I want a folding phone, but I want to give it a few generations, like a few oh, years when before they first they, released that before phone. Before they get a bit wow. thin. There was that video where that man went to the beach with his and it just became a sand castle, his phone. It was just covered in sand. It's like, you can't get sand out of the fold at all. Yeah, I want to. I want to give it a bit of time before they yeah. kind of. It will nail be. It, it will not- be the, the, the the second it's going to hit, and I hate to say it, and I'm like I say, I'm, I'm very phone agnostic. The second Apple do a, fo- a folding phone, that's when it'll hit. That's when everyone will start doing it because. Apple do a folding phone and all the Apple fanboys will be like, "Oh, look at yeah. this! It's amazing! This for ten years. And, and then Samsung will be like, "What? It happens all Probably the time. Like though, four years it now. Happens all the time when, when they got when they got wireless charging. It's like." They had it on yeah. the Nexus 4 in 2013. Oh, when they, got, when they got widgets, it's like, oh, you can put widgets yeah. on your iPhone now. It's like, oh, wow, get like, you know, I could do that 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> my, my last bit of advice is don't get an iPhone 12 mini. It's too small. That's, that's why one of the reasons I kind of went off Apple anyway. I really don't like not being able to have my own. I just don't like the standard. Some people don't. Yeah, I get it. Like, like I, I, use, I usually swap and change, but yeah. I couldn't. Like my, my, my phone's got. Um, I've got like a thing on it. What's it called? What phone have you got? Um, Galaxy S10 Plus something. It's a big boy with a comes with it's a old little, now uh, that pal. Come on, comes with a with a thingy, a stylus and everything. <laughs> stylus. I, like, I love the stylus. It's good for yeah. I've got one. Yeah, for they, they are really good stylus. Uh, well, I'm keeping it because there's nothing out that I want. The only thing that the only thing that seems to upgrade these days is that I'm bothered about is the camera. Yeah. And this has a quality camera on anyway. Yeah, it does. So it, yeah, it is still a great phone. I'd rather just pay £10 a month for an unlimited contract and keep this phone for the time being. Oh, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> Nova launcher I've got on mine. So I've got Nova launcher on, which means I can kind of... Edit about, the, yeah. I can change the grid styles, how many icons I have. I can then install I, I, different looking icons. Packs, yeah. So mine's got like kind of these neon... Um, oh, it's a bit like our colour scheme. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing, like my icons are kind of based on that and stuff. So yeah, I just enjoy being able to edit and play around with it, but yeah, without having to jailbreak it, <laughs> yeah. turning it into like, a banana yeah. phone. Yes, because yeah, you as soon as you got an update, that. it was like fuck, I've got to jailbreak it again. Yeah, yeah, I, I just couldn't do this technology uh, segment without just honouring the thing that you're probably listening to this podcast on. Um, people forget <laughs> how important they are to our lives. They, the world is drastically smaller nowadays due to us phones and. We got through. Well, we're not through it yet, but we, we lockdowns and stuff like that. I don't think we a lot of us could have got through it without us phones. Um, they're a massive, especially as I said in the last ten years. It's just it's just so much easier to do absolutely everything. And I just God love them. You know what I mean? The, the incredible bits of kit. But let's. They haven't made me any smarter. Though. No, they make you dumber, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to candy. I want to know what this is. Um. Well, I'm going to go with 3D printers. And now, so 3D printing on an industrial level has surprisingly been around um, since the 80s, um, but it's only been available for affordable like home and hobby use since about 2010. Um, And it's really exploded in the last five years. So I'm talking slightly more specifically about at-home 3D printing. Yeah, the little plastic ones and stuff. Yeah, and and the range of things that you actually, like the uh, materials that you can 3D print with now as well. Mm. Um, So in 2009, the first uh, commercially available 3D printer was offered for sale. Um, And within the next couple of years, hundreds of 3D 
printing companies released their own versions, um, bringing the average price of reliable 3D printers down to under a thousand. Um, so I, I have to admit, watching things being 3D printed is one of my guilty pleasures. Whenever I just, whenever mm. I need to wind down, or if my head's in just all over the place, watch something on YouTube. Being I watched one over the. I would just blow it out what it was, but it, it, it was a dildo. <laughs> and I, I watched it. I watched it 3D printed, and it had like. A, Why am I not surprised? Because like re- I, I didn't know you could do like resins and stuff like that rather than plastic. And I was like, whoa! And mm-hmm. then then he, he picked it up, plonked it on his on his hand, and went, "Look how look at the wobble on this!" I was like, "Wow, the future!" So you've probably done the same as me, just fall, absolutely fallen down a 3D oh, printing it, rabbit hole. Oh, loads of times. It's incredible to watch. It's, it really, yeah, it's so interesting. And um, so from watching these videos, it sort of led me on to um, 3D printing artists and cosplayers. Yeah. Um, in particular, there's one lady called Lightning Cosplay. Um, she's a creator from Germany. She predominantly uses 3D printing to create her props and costumes and stuff. And if you get a chance to look at her YouTube channel, you'll find she's made, a, among many, many things, but my favorite, she's created this... Um, fully functional mantis blade from cyberpunk so wow. she's made the kind of um Comes out her arm. silicon arm yeah and it actually like fully flicks out and everything it's absolutely immense and she's made a tesla rifle from fallout as well with fully moving parts the only thing it doesn't do is actually shoot people it's just <laughs> the most amazing Which thing i have ever. seen just... horror stories of plastic bullets i think you could which is you say extremely this, illegal is it... yeah it's illegal to print it's good for magneto in x-men guns. isn't it Remember that? That's what they have to use, isn't yeah. it? Plastic bullets. Plastic bullets to stop Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> so for some uses, 3D printing is in. people remember X-Men um, too. <laughs> but yeah, from um, an artist's perspective, um, some of the pieces created are just incredible. Um, there's a sculptor called John T. Hurwitz, and he makes um, these tiny, tiny, anatomically correct, tiny details, uh, tiny models. Um, and they're so small, they can literally sit on a human hair <gasps> and they have to be viewed what? with a microscope and they'll, they'll, little, they'll sit on a little ant's forehead. Wow. Which is the most adorable thing. Um, a researcher at Israel's Institute of Technology have recreated in um, 3D some of, you know, um, MC Escher's kind of visual paradox yeah. sketches. Yeah. So the ones that don't make sense. And they've, they've done yeah. that in 3D. Like the ladders, the stairs that constantly... Going round and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like the, the three-story building yeah. that he's kind of done. And you look at it from one angle, it doesn't work. And then with a 3D print, you can actually rotate Whoa. it and it does the exact same thing. It's a I was a watching the other week a perpetual motion machine that they created on a 3D printer, which once, once you set something moving, it's like it, uh, similar to those um, them, them five balls that psychiatrists have. No, the mm. concept. And they did that. Newton's cradle. Yeah, yeah one of those. Uh, it was perpetual motion. Where it's a shape. And it's just, I don't know what the name of it, it's got a name, and if you place it down on a flat surface, it won't stop rolling, but it won't roll in a straight line, it just rolls, It just and it will never stop. Very inception. It, uh, yeah, it's fucking, it's <laughs> quite, uh, Google it, it's a perpetual motion shape, I can't remember what it's, it's got a really stupidly long name. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Well, so I'm just going to reel out some of the my most favourite things. That, that you've that printed off. Printed, <laughs> that I've literally printed myself, and I've got them here with me. No. So uh, I do wish I had a 3D printer, though, but I'm afraid the cat would destroy it. Um, so in 2014, a Turkish student called Dinis 
Karasahin created an alternative to a uh, plaster cast for when you've broken a bone uh, called the osteoid. Um, and essentially it kind of looks like this metal as fuck kind of spider web going around your arm or whatever um, bone you've broken. So it's much lighter to start off with. It's more breathable because it is just like a, a mesh. You won't get a sewing um, a knitting needle like stuck down it when you're scratching your arm. Mm-hmm. That's what I did when yeah. I had a pot on. <laughs> Exactly, so you can wash through it as yeah. well, which is nice. Um, and your mate writes wanker on it. <laughs> they won't have enough space to write wanker on or it unless willy. it's super tiny. Get that original 3D printing artist I told you to like 3D print wanker in it tiny. Um, <laughs> but the really cool part of it is um, it actually incorporates ultrasonic technology in it as well, so Ooh. it sends vibrations to the bones. Um, so you plug yourself in for 20 minutes, sends vibrations to the bones, and it can increase the speed of healing by about 40%. I was watching well, a thing about this. Could do without a, right spiritual, a spiritualist saying that vibration is <laughs> one of the keys to healing and na- natural vibrations. Like it, it went a bit wild because spiritualist stuff does like, if you were laid down during an earthquake, you'd heal. I was like, no, you wouldn't. You'd die. Well, it depends what lands on <laughs> yeah, your face, exactly. But yeah, he, he was talking. <laughs> Pillow. He was talking about vibration being real, like micro vibrations and stuff like that. I, I can't get up when I lie down at the moment with my injuries. That'd be not fucking good. Yeah. You need one of these weaves over your specific. chest. <laughs> I know, I do. Yeah, I don't, a chest plate weave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not just any vibration. So don't try looking in your top drawer or anything. It has to be yeah, a your top drawer. I think. Yeah, my top drawer. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, now I've had an ultrasound. I broke my um tailbone, and um, they had to get the lube and everything. Well, oh, bet they did. Use this little ultrasonic machine. It's the most embarrassing thing I've. No, it's not. I've been through terribly embarrassing things, but it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Another one, a YouTuber called Dita uh, Michael. Uh, Dieter Michael Crone, sorry, um, he's made this paper aeroplane cannon. Um, so he three D printed the has. gun part of it, um, and it it both folds the um, it folds the paper, and uh, it'll then fire it out the end. And it's it can make up to 120 paper aeroplanes per minute. That would have been so, so good when I was at like, school because I could never make a paper aeroplane. Yeah, mine was shit as well. It might have been handy, but this thing was probably over a meter long, That's so fine. you might not have got it in your school bag. That's fine. And had a worked out. Had a bazooka. Um, yeah, bazooka. <laughs> it is. It does look like a bazooka. Um, but yeah, it just looks like a flock of birds kind of flying out. Um, wow. And then a physicist, father and son team, created a full-sized road-ready Lamborghini. What? For less than $20,000. Um, they had to use... So it was... The majority of it was 3D printed. Obviously, there were some elements of it that they had to use original parts for. Um, but the, the main bulk of it was 3D printed. Um, there's one called uh, Beauty, a bald, eyed, a bald eagle, um, was shot in the face by poachers, and she had the top part of her beak completely sort of broken off. So she oh, would I've have, seen this one, yeah. Yeah, she, she would have died. Um, and an eagle specialist called Jane Cantwell part, partnered up with a mechanical engineer called Nate Calvin, and they created a nylon polymer beak to replace the part that had been wow. broken. So. Once the replacement beak was installed, um, she was actually able to eat, drink, and kind of preen herself on her own. So essentially, it did save her that life. That story is incredible. The fact that there's, there's even an eagle specialist. Mm. It's like, how the fuck do you study that at school? <laughs> what's your, what's your <laughs> major? <laughs> Eagles. She was actually just a massive music fan, and they got the wrong <laughs> idea. <laughs> just sort of fell into it. Oh, shit. Well, their second album. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just anyway, wild, a beak. That's so good. It's good. I love the medical... Uh, like aspects of these 3D printers like it's, mm. it's like they're like pacemakers and stuff like that 
Oh, so good. Yeah, it's so much more easily available now. And um, they'll make like little um, sort of walking, like walkers for dogs and stuff as well. It's oh, adorable yeah, when they've got the hind legs dogs. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so you can also have pearls and diamonds. At, at the American Pearl Company, it's called. They're available to be designed and printed on site. Um, so it's not just diamond-shaped resin. It's actual actual diamonds and actual pearls you can have printed there. It's just crushed, crushed material, isn't it? Crushed rock. Yeah. So, yeah, so wouldn't, wouldn't that make the value of it fuck all if it's mass if, think, if it's mass produced? Because that's that's why yeah. diamonds are so expensive because it's a finite resource, and you have to wait a millennia Smallest, for, for it to be created. Yeah. yeah. That's so wild. I wonder if there is a difference in price. That's bit, I didn't. It's actually... like that fake down that cubic zirconia and stuff like that. It's like fake diamond, isn't mm. it? But they still sell it at stupid prices because it looks like it. It's crushed down with carbon, isn't it? Yeah. Diamond. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. For, but it takes. Like thousands of years, that's the thing. Yeah. That's a good question. I might have a look at that. Um, so the next one, this is a good one. Um, researchers from the the University of Wollongong mm. in Australia have developed a 3D uh, bioprinter that can replicate human ears that's uh, capable of hearing even better than a normal ear. Whoa. It used stem Only cells. Yeah, it used stem cells to grow a human ear cartilage. And how much do these cost? Because we printing. can use as patron money for biggie. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Get um, Biggie an ear. That's a new tier. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> ear, the ear tier. <laughs> but we'll make it really that's big like one. Prince Charles on one side. <laughs> <laughs> it we'll just works, but I just look like a dick. We <laughs> <laughs> um, send fan, fan and, out of that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got my personal favourite. So... NASA have funded a startup company called BHEX to create 3D printable pizza. I'm into that. Um, I'm massively into that. Yeah, give me that. What? Yeah, sign me up, right? Yeah. So the purpose of the invention, obviously, is to create a way for astronauts to produce food on longer missions, oh. such as potential missions to Mars, I think, is the end goal. Um, and the printer can, cre- can create specific flavors, toppings, and shapes. And um, because- yeah, delivery won't go no, that far. Yeah. They'll be out of business. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Getting <laughs> to the point of replicators. Imagine yeah. that, though. We've just got past mm. the asteroid belt now. Uh, is Macal's own printed? Gagging for that. <laughs> By the time they, they get to Mars, they're just all, like, absolutely yeah, huge. Yeah, they're just all eating his pizza for the last It's like, like, like on Wally, where they're all just on them floating <laughs> things. It's like, yeah, we can grow potatoes on Mars. Yeah, what's the point? We don't need to. We've got fucking <laughs> calzones that we can print. We can have chips as well now. Oh, wow. I'm into it. <laughs> Massively into it. Um, so, because we don't actually have any planned missions to Mars till the 30s, um, it's probably going to be, it's going to end up in theme parks and stuff before that. It's so. still fucking cool, though, isn't it? Yeah, super cool. I wonder if it tastes any, like, I don't actually understand how it's being 3D printed. Well, they they I usually don't use, like, plant fibres, don't they, to create uh, I, I think that must tofu be and stuff. Do you know that stuff that they make the fake f- fake meats and food with? Um, yeah. It's, it's fascinating, but... Uh, obviously, obviously, the the really the people with the really strong palates can tell a difference, but I doubt I would when I'm fucked off my head. Do you know what I mean? Or if you've been in space for ten years? Oh well, yeah, I'm already tall. I remember what it tastes print like. Freddy, print me a kebab. Absolutely, imagine that. Imagine, oh, that's so good. Get shit faced in space and then go out for go round to the next module for a kebab. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of which, three D printing our own DM. Sorted something out for us as well. Didn't did, you? Is that yeah. what that was? Yeah. That three D printed those little yeah so yeah so yeah the um the the characters are created for score cheap um, cool. as a gift for you all when we met up um they were created with color three D printing which is relatively new at a consumer level 
Um, and so most of the time, like there's loads of places like Hero Forge and that where you could where you've been able to like design your characters and have them as like 3D printed. Yeah. This is the, one of the first ones that does it in color. And rather than painting them, it's it's literally it's three it's um three D plastic injection. The one you've done for mine, the one you've done for mine is so fucking cute. I love it. Excellent, <laughs> so good. I have some color three D printed stuff. Yeah, it, it, but it's still relatively new and not that common, which mm. is why it costs a bit more. If you if you look at the Scorch Sheep Twitter, um, you'll see pictures of what That's they look so like. So cute, yeah. I love them. Look, I got all, I got all four characters created. That was actually the inspiration for my idea this evening as well. So thank you for that. Because you were looking around the room, going technology, yeah. technology, uh, technology. Yeah, how far I go? <laughs> this is this is one of my favourite oh, 3D yeah. models. Oh, oh your hornet, yeah. the hornet. Yeah, and then also I got uh, the goose, a goose from Untitled Goose. Yeah, thing. this is all like What's shit. What's he got on his mouth? Uh, it's a little wrench because it's got, oh, he's he's got a little. They've put a, a magnet underneath so you can attach it up for him to steal. <laughs> That's cool. He's, got a little, he's stolen <laughs> a little Allen key. This this one here, this is special. This is a bin, a wheelie bin that Cowgirls Move sent me for my birthday. Oh, and that's 3D printed. Yeah, because I made a joke about saying oh, I could do one of those little bins for my desk. And this turned up randomly and it had a little bottle of whiskey inside oh, it. What oh, what darling. I use it, look, to. Put shit in Bogus. on my desk. No, that's a uh, little dime bars. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, oh, I use it, I use it all the time on my desk. Like just fill it full of crap and then. Oh, it's so bin. cool. Actually, coincidentally, on topic with your zoodles, is uh, one of my friends made me because um, I use my phone for taking photos of the tattoos that I do. So yeah. it really has to it has to be a good camera, but. What I used before, I've got a S twenty one Ultra as well, so I've got all. The, Look at your steampunk uh, case that you've got. It's like you're in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm ready. Um, but because I used to use a polarizing lens on the front of my old phone, which it was specifically made for phones, yeah, yeah. it doesn't fit on this one. So I had to buy an actual polarizing lens for a camera, and he 3D printed me <sighs> a, a lens holder, which is threaded, but it also fits onto the front of my um, so case cool. as well, so I can just flit it. Yeah, it's the most nice. incredible thing. I told him he ought to going to business making those because so many tattooists would really like yeah. it. But yeah. It's an actual 60 millimeter lens that I use. So it's a proper, proper camera one. Um, wow. But finally, before we move on, I got one for friend of the show, Super Natty Cat. Um, sorry, lads. Oh, no. Somebody's also printed, printed a, a yeah. <laughs> oh, no. 3D printed a yeah, tampon, tampon magazine. Oh. <laughs> what, like, like a gun clip? Yep. For, for those very heavy weeks. Yeah, well, yeah. You know how it goes. No, I don't. <laughs> Lunar cycles are terrible. Was it? She, 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 she feels it's coming on. She says, sorry, sorry, love. I'll just be right back. And he just she walks to the bathroom, and all he hears is yeah, like an Uzi. There we go. Nothing's coming out of there for a while. I don't know how women work. No, nine millimeter. I don't know how this. I don't know why you're all werewolves and it's to do with the moon and stuff like that. Don't understand women. You're scary. You frighten me. Stop it. I apologise for all it's women. It's just as well you don't have a daughter than Owen. Oh, shit. Yeah, as if I'm the one to go to be having these talks with them. Do you know what I mean? This darling... Gotta be prepared for when she reaches that age. I'll just, I'll just blindly ignore what's happening, like most dads do. <laughs> she won't let you. <laughs> what was that? Dad's trying to... Hmm? What? What? Yeah, hmm? yeah. Hmm? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, not down for that shit. I don't leak. And I know about that. That's fine. That's fine. Not from that end, anyway. You're pretty snotty this evening. I am very snotty this oh evening. Oh, God. <laughs> I 
that's all I know. But we'll move we'll move on from that. Swiftly. To another person that doesn't leak. Stig. <laughs> wow. I'll bring it back a bit more. I don't know wholesome. if I can keep that in the internet. Ble- it might it get out. kicked off the internet for that one. <laughs> Make it funny. I was I I, I was just, just using it as a socials clip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may also be the social split, but it may be the last one Noodles ever does. Yeah. <laughs> With a big boycott and I get cancelled. <laughs> I've always wanted to be that big that I get cancelled. <laughs> oh, wow. Right, well, um, I am going to talk about Nintendo Switch. Yes! So, nothing massive or, um, you know, tech giant E thing or anything, or just a simple, wholesome little console it is isn't released it? by nintendo in 2017 um it retailed at 279.99 which was a fair a nice little price for it i think it's still reasonable that yep nintendo switch is nintendo's follow-up to the wii u and it was the vita f- <laughs> it's um it's basically a, a tablet isn't it with it's two a tablet joy- tablet with two little joy cons on the end that you can detach if you want to um, dock it and play it on your TV or if you want to put it on the little stand for whatever reason and, and play it holding the holding the Joy-Cons I don't think I've ever played it like that No I think it, I, yeah. I think it is a tab I think it's like based on the Tegra 2 or something like that it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's a Tegra 2 chip Yeah it literally is a tablet with some sticks on the side Yeah but this is this is a Nintendo console that they dared to be different again after it's a massive gamble after the failing of the Wii U but it fucking paid off for them. Do you know what I mean? When 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 I I, I didn't think much of this when they first announced it. That I video was... when they're all play- basketball and stuff like that and yeah, house party. I'm... I've still never t- taken a switch to an house party. I know. I, I, I thought, <laughs> what are they doing with that ad? Yeah. I mean, I've got it here. I put. I'm making some notes about it. It generally delivered on gaming that fits around your life. So you know you can Sat play on the sofa, in the bed, in the garden, at work, Toilet. on the loo, or at a rooftop party with cool hipsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thing is, I don't get invited to the parties. Can we just get like a polling of the listeners to see if anyone has ever taken it to a sexy rooftop party? Yeah, or a basketball show cart. someone having a dump. Um, and we're talking about parties where they're not having cans of Fosters; they're having old fashions and mojitos. And, yeah, and there's like there's like wood, like fairy lights, yeah, there's wood burners and, and stuff, and everyone's like, "Hey, man, just being at work, and it's oh my god, my four hour days are too long." <laughs> the, uh, the tech Come on, company. everyone, everyone, gather around my tiny tablet, and we'll yeah. everyone we'll play some NBA 2K11. Come on, guys! Oh look, you've got a switch. We we can hook them up together. Look, and now we can play it together. Oh my god! So yeah, I mean that stuff's all pretty great that you can do that. But no one does that. I don't think I've ever met anyone who plays their Switch. I've like never that. played oh. it with anyone else. <laughs> I've not even been you outside. You just play Dragon Quest on yours. Yeah, exactly. It's a portable Dragon Quest machine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think that um, in the midst of you know these high-tech consoles like the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox, mm. they're trying to throw out the best graphics and speeds and everything they could at the time for consoles. Nintendo were just like, no, we're going to do something completely different. We're going to make a handheld console and it's going to be absolutely incredible and easy to use and accessible for all ages. I'll say it um, very quickly. I genuinely thought they were going down the Sega route. I thought they were done for when they announced the Everyone did. After the I Wii U, thought, I thought... Everyone did, mate. That was that just bombed. And then they, they, they came out with this idea and I was... I, honestly, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, mate. Like, I, I, I was saying... It will not for me at the time because I tell you what, as, as good as 
the Vita was and how much people liked it. Um, I did officially failed. I I bought one with my PS4. I thought yeah, next gen this. I've got my PS4. I've got my Vita. Yeah, like, stream games. And and I barely use my Vita. If I'm being honest, I just I, for what you don't reason, play JRPGs just, and that's all they add on that system. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't click for me. And I thought oh, Nintendo consoles are handheld. I was like, oh. I mean, I did like my DS. Yeah, I did, but, but it, 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 you got cramp playing it. Yeah, but this, like, when I, you know, the good word of mouth, uh, hearing about it on podcasts and stuff, and I was just like, oh, sorry, you know, I'm going to get one. And yeah, it's been fantastic. It's it, it's something that welcomes and encourages innovation. It and does, good ideas man. as well. So obviously, big budget games, they're like huge investments for companies, uh, but they tend to play it safe. So you've got this handheld, and it's lower powered, you know, compared to the big boy consoles. But games can be released quicker on it. Studios can explore genres and game types um, and that are often overlooked on bigger platforms. Yeah, man. So it, it's become a, a massive indie machine for many, many people. Yeah. So it's brought yeah. so many indies to people and to the forefront. that Mainly because they're the, the most affordable games on that system. That's why. Yeah. But something I think like... Oh, they got The Witcher 3 running on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Black magic, that man. Don't worry. <laughs> uh yeah so paradise killer i've not played that yet but a lot of, that was a lot of game of the year for a lot of people and i don't mm, think it came that. out on anything other than the switch pc no it was that it was out on pc as well it's a bit that's that's it's irrelevant everything's on pc isn't it yeah it's it's, Mario. Uh, it's it's but it's, it's it's also because like the reason why the switch indie scene has worked so well is that um game engines like unity work yeah. really well with the switch um chipset like porting it, porting a, a game from PC to Switch in a lot of cases, especially when these two D games or games that aren't particularly graphically intensive, it's super easy, barely mm. an inconvenience. Is it cheaper to license a game for Switch as well? Is, it, is Nintendo license cheaper than it is for like your big boys? As far as as far as I'm aware, yes, because that makes sense for indies, doesn't it? You got to get a license for the yeah. console, so. Yeah, because when you put something through um, for like PlayStation Five or Xbox, you have to pay like thousands mm. for auto- authentication. Yeah. You have to pay for every patch that you put through. So, you know, like we, much as we joke joke about like Battlefield, like EA will be hemorrhaging money getting that going because the amount of patches especially because Biggie didn't pay for it. Education. Well, yeah, <laughs> somebody did though. Somebody did. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a, the, the the switch works well as an indie machine just because stuff like Unity and um, Unreal and a lot of the kind of the those third party really the the free um, game engines. Works so well with the Tegra chips. Chips, yeah, yeah. Mm. But like, look at something like Hollow Knight. Take that as an example. It's the best that'd example. That had been out on PC for thirteen months before the Switch, yeah. And it wasn't until it launched on the Switch that it started to blow up. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that yeah, people agreed. started to like. I thought it was a Switch game. It. I thought it literally and, and was. Things are on the PC, but there's a massive barrier to get a decent game in PC. Yeah. Not, it's not a machine under three hundred pounds. If you want to. You know, if you want a long, at least a few years out of your machine, so the Switch just kind of offered up things like that. So you've got other ones like for me, it's like for Greece, and then others I know, Undertale, Celeste, Stardew Valley, Untitled Goose Games. I mean, the these are on other machines, but they didn't get the same traction. No, they didn't. As they did on the Switch. I'd argue that they definitely didn't. And also, obviously, you get Nintendo games. Yeah, you can't so get them anywhere you else. You can't get anywhere anywhere else. Like Nintendo have some absolutely amazing exclusives, and this thing. It's first year launched with Breath of the Wild, considered one of the greatest games of all time, and Mario Odyssey. 
Yeah, which two is absolute, absolutely amazing Mario game. Two flawless like, gems. Absolute bangers. And the updated Mario Kart Deluxe. And all of them look absolutely incredible. Yeah, they do. They know what they're doing, don't they? That's I, it. They, they understand I, I it fully. The first, I remember the first time I, I, I used a Switch. It was when... Uh, funny enough, when uh, when I was a friend of mine was helping me upgrade my PC, yeah, um, and he he was like the day after the switch had come out, and he'd been at the midnight launch, and he brought it with him, and I remember that like, he brought it, took it out of his bag, and I thought, fuck me, that's small, because I had a Wii U at the time as well, and like I knew how big the gamepad was, and I expected yeah. it to be around that size, um, and he brought it, and like I'm playing Breath of the Wild, and it's one of the things I'm playing it in handheld, watching, look how good it is, and then just kind of like, turning the switch around, good, this it can't be right, this this isn't real, this. <laughs> Because at that point, like, you know, the Vita had had really good graphics, and you know, some games on the iPad had really good graphics, but there was nothing like that in a handheld form. And then he he brought the dock with him. He set it up on me on me on me TV, and he just like literally just dropped it in. Then pop, it was up on the screen. It was just like, oh shit, this is really it's good. Pretty, yeah. It's pretty <laughs> instant, isn't it? As well, yeah. The quick quick just check, when you can get Crash good. Team Racing on there as well. Yeah, you can do, but no one bought that. Not like the millions of copies of Mario Kart Deluxe that everyone bought. But the, the Switch has sold, I think, it's something like 98 million units. It's incredible, like, what the, 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 the units that they've shifted on this. Uh, and it became quite a, a big commodity, didn't it, for many people the last couple of years with lockdown and people looking for a bit of escape. Animal Crossing, the, especially. The Switch was just perfect for that. Yeah, stuff like Animal Crossing was perfect for it. It's not my cup of tea, but I know that people just, you know, delve straight You could literally go on holiday on it, which people couldn't do. Yeah, but you could, the, the, the good thing about it is that you didn't have to be, don't have to be sat at your sofa on watching the TV. Yeah. You mm. can just take this wherever you want to go. And if you, especially on the light as well, because I had that for a long time before I got the big one. And yeah, that was, that was ergonomically one of the best handhelds you can get. It just made me think that the sales must have gone up for the Switch as well because people are struggling to get hold of a PS5 or a Series X. And I guess if people are really fed up and haven't got one, they could probably just, you know, go yeah. for a Switch. I mean, they've just launched, launched, obviously, the new OLED version, which is a bit of a prettier screen and a few minor tweaks, but nothing major. Um, Not worth yeah, getting a new one if you've already got one, in my opinion. Mm. What I find so impressive about it as well is what Biggie's already alluded to was I mean, no one's really buying a Switch for these games, but they've managed to get these huge, huge games like The Witcher 3, Skyrim, on a Returnal, mm. on a cartridge. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. On this tiny little console, and it's just <laughs> incredible. It's a, an amazing piece of machinery, like, Yeah, it really is. It, it, it's probably one of the best consoles it. that's ever been launched, uh, released, in my opinion. I think, hands down, still, and, and the gamers are going to kick off. I still think it is the best console you can get currently. Probably is, to be honest, just because... Pound the, for pound. You've got to think of it as a package. Like the huge library you can get on there as well. And I know Nintendo kind of take the piss with their online stuff, but... Who cares? Get, yeah. If you've got, you know, if you've got the nostalgic view of some of these older games, some of them are on there as well for you to get. Um, there are there are issues with it. We all know that. We all know the whole. There's no Bluetooth connectivity. It doesn't have for, Netflix. There's no. Yeah. There's, you can't, <laughs> oh, there is Bluetooth connectivity recently. Now, yeah, recently. Yeah, but like it didn't launch with it. That, that and it point, is bad. <laughs> it should have just launched with the ability to connect yeah. Bluetooth headphones to it. Yeah. Uh, the online Nintendo just horrendous app. It's non-existent. It's awful. But as a little as a machine itself, outside of Nintendo's online failings, machine is absolutely incredible and. Yeah, it's it's 
so many games that I've played on that that I don't think I would have bothered with if I didn't have the Switch and the ability to take it into the rec room and at the office and just sit there and play it on my lunch hour. Like I, that's you took what it I did to work. Holo- yeah, yeah. Well, I've never done that. Like I um one of my other jobs, I just go and sit in the the little kind of canteen lunch like sitting area. I just sit and play Hollow Knight for like half an hour. And I called you Nintendo Stew. No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh no, you don't. I enjoy doing it. Yeah, what I tend to do at work: read or play my Switch. But yeah, I've played it on the train, taken it on a plane, played it in the back seat of a car. Like, can't do that with any of the other consoles. Can't play planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's a magic bit of kit, and yeah, it definitely needs. I, I think it's the most original in a long, long time. Just it's it, it and it's such a simple thing isn't it it's the, funny, the thing is they've been doing the same thing all their life you remember the game of watch stuff it's literally an evolution of that which is what they brought out in the 80s in some they're way they're a toy company it's they're incredible. gonna keep bringing yeah, out these incredible. toys it's incredible oh, i mean you can't fault them for uh intervention you know like the the, nope, the wii the wii was something completely <laughs> brand new and it you know, took the world by storm really because it was just new and different yeah um yeah but yeah obviously massive feelings with the wii u they launched this new thing that was a tablet and like Gadget already said, the Wii U had that tablet and it was a bit like, oh no, they're doing it again. But they knew what they were doing this time. Pay so, it off. What do you think they'll yeah. do next? No fucking idea because wild, the Switch is so fucking good. Yeah. The only thing I can suggest is just an upgraded, better graphics. Yeah, it's all I can think. Yeah, I think this will be the first time they do a Switch, like a, a console too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I think it's just going to be a Switch too. Like, like you've had your PS2s, PS3s. If they were clever, I think that's what they should definitely a do. A new generation, better graphics, Be- eventually better we'll, fi- we'll just phase out. Yeah, we'll just phase out. They've inspired the Steam as well and Valve, haven't they? To do their own. At the end oh, of the, the, day. Uh, the Steam Deck. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, which absolutely won't hit as hard as this. Nothing will. I, don't, I think that was proper... Well, no, because cost-wise as well. As... <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, but catering, catering to a different audience as well. Yes. They are, but it's just the same kind of thing, though, isn't it? It's that mobility of But you can play and... your Steam library, and if you're clever with it, you could probably get Game Pass running on it. So you can play those really high graphical games on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Surely Nintendo are looking at, like, their next... Mm. The next I think they've got, I think they've got the their next 50 years planned, mate. I think they're a very clever... Clever bunch of people. I can't see them going back to just uh, under the telly console. Nope. No, I don't. I can't it make see it, any mate. sense. So yeah, and it's proven they didn't need to. Yeah, mm. the switch, absolutely amazing bit of kit. Excellent, so. good pick, mate. And I want to know inside that bulging sack that we've got what everyone else picked. <laughs> I want to know what that what, what what the listeners have been uh, mulling about in the in the minds. Well, we're going to start off with uh, Adam Galatly. He's a big um, nerd. Who's, yeah, he's a massive nerd. <laughs> uh, he says, Lord spring to mind right away. Xbox, Alexa, Nest Heating and Hue Lighting, AirPods, Mac Mini, DJI Mini 2. Could he's go got them all hours. in his house. <laughs> but to pick a favourite, I'd probably go for the iPhone 6. <sighs> Obviously, it wasn't just a phone, and I've I've picked it for everything you could do. Ne- Hang on. Obviously, it wasn't just a phone, and I've picked it for everything you could do now with it. From online banking, Apple Pay, an endless supply of music from the likes of Spotify to social media, and yes, you could say that most smartphones could do the same at the time, but I personally love iOS and Apple's design. I'm sure every iPhone since has, has been their most powerful iPhone yet, but the 6 for me was probably the first phone where if I left home without it, I'd have felt lost. 
Uh, uh, can you guess what he does for a living as well? <laughs> <laughs> Work for Apple? No. <laughs> no, Seedle's I don't. Uh, uh, terrestrial extra says, got to be Bluetooth headphones for me. Can't count the amount of times I've busted wired ones when they got caught on things or then having to untangle the wire. Very frustrating. Apart from one instant where a pod fell in the toilet, my life has been much easier with Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. I was so against Bluetooth headsets and earbuds for the longest time because I just mm. thought, what's the point? I'll you, always be charging you're out, You've always got to charge yeah. them. You could lose them. I won't fucking go back to wired ones. I, I would no, say I would say with my AirPods because I, I thought, oh, I listen to podcasts so much on my phone and audiobooks and stuff, but they charge so fast. No, it's yeah. like, I've got whew. these these ones are not even like a top make, but they're really good. They all charge so and fast. I am allowed to listen to them in the office. Mm. I can just if I have to get up and go to the printer, just keep the earbud in my ear, carry on listening, go there. Well, I mean, I don't have to have wires with me. I don't have to have wire dangling everywhere. I can freely yeah. roam when I'm doing stuff around the house. I wear them, and they're just not in, wires not in the way. Yeah, I never go back to. Why, wire I mean, cover cover your ears, Adam. Um, but why do you think I'm growing my hair so I can keep them in my ears <laughs> at work? <laughs> no one will ever know that you're drunk. drunk. <laughs> Uh, Tig says uh, on on the same subject, the prolifer- proliferation of noise cancelling headphones has been the most important tech advancement for me. Noise isolation is not a new technology, with its ori- origins in aviation, and even consumer headphones have been with us since the turn of the century. But over the past decade, we've seen insane competition and excellent cans from Sony, Bose, Sennheiser, and others. No longer will a crying baby make a short haul flight the longest two hours of your life. You no longer <laughs> have to suffer the inane babbling of office banter. Just slip in your active noise-cancelling headphones over your earlugs and escape into a cocoon of blissful sound. The AirPods Pro and other ANC buds do a fine job, but if you want true escapism, you need the -the over-the-ear headphones. Yes. They they, they are really... It is such a... I don't know how it works. Is it letting... Is it blocking sound coming in? I don't even understand how it works. I've heard them. Obviously, they're incredible. So you've got passive noise-cancelling, which is basically just stuffing up your ears so you can't hear anything. That can't be good, though. <laughs> no, it's not good. Uh, active noise cancelling basically uses microphones in the headphones to listen to the audio around you and then filter yeah. it out. That's what these that's are that I've got on. They're, yeah, they're so like I'm so fucking clever. It's like I, I, I've got AirPods Pro, and I really like them for that. Like they're not perfect. They're, they're not as good as if I you had can like still hear, you can you could hear a bus. I could hear yeah. I could, hear, I could hear a car about to run me over or something like that. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's great for like when I'm in the gym because it just cuts out all the music while I'm listening to podcasts yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I've said before on this, I, I have sleep apnea, so I have to sleep with one of those breathing masks. Um, Which are noisy. The, yeah, they're not the noisiest thing in the world, but there is a sound there and it kind of keeps me awake. So I'll put the um, the AirPod Pros in with a bit of like ambient music in the background. Can't hear yeah, a thing. Straight to bed. Love it. Don't they fall out when mm. you're uh, in the night? They really snug, those pros. They are snug. The, pro, the pros are good, but also because I'm wearing a breathing mask, I can't really turn over in my sleep or anything. So oh, I'm just okay. lying on my back, so I'm not moving. Yeah. He's not lying on his belly with them masks on. Trust me. I use me. a oh, headband with the earphones for my, in my mm. bed. I, I for for a, for a while. I mean, this, I'm talking like maybe even more than a decade ago when the first came out. I had one of those where you plugged your iPod into your pillow, and it made a noise. <laughs> they are so noisy. <laughs> when when, when you squashed into it and the, you, your ears right at the spot, I was like, I can't get rid of this shit. The problem with ANCs though is that you suddenly become self-aware of how you're breathing. Yeah. 
you suddenly feel like, oh my ah. God, when I'm walking, and it's just like... I'll <laughs> 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 crunch it. I'll fade it going for a jog. Uh, John Cheatham has said, uh, for me, firstly, it's the Switch. Your boy. Perfect console for a new dad and someone whose job usually involves a fair bit of travelling. Plus, the library is huge and it makes sense playing everything from tiny indies to Dark Souls itself on it. Plus, it was the launch console for one of the greatest games ever, Monster Hunter Rise. Yes, boy. Secondly, the explosion of uh, over-the-top uh, video content services. Sometimes it feels like there's too many to keep track of, but the choice you get is fantastic. The well-documented main complaint being the lack of classic movies, but for stuff from the past 20 years, not to mention exposure to films and TV from all over the world, it's incredible. Yeah, I just wish there was one kind of like aggregator service where you just paid one subscription. I would pay a £50 subscription to have access to everything. Mm. Well, we're paying more than that for all the others we've got anyway. Exactly. <laughs> But just like, especially with like with the anti-consumer business practices, like you know, like fucking Paramount Plus yeah. taking Star Trek yeah. away from all of the services. Fuck you, Paramount. Oh, that's that's a, just reminded me of a brilliant joke from the South Park. I quickly mentioned that it, it's part of it's, it's set in the future, and everywhere is called something plus. So it's like South Park yeah. Elementary <laughs> Plus, and like everything's like <laughs> the, the the store is called something something Max Plus. Like it's all like Max and Plus everywhere. It's, well, look forward Such to modern escapism plus yeah. coming yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, Leroy Francisco says, electric cars. I don't even have one, but it will be the next car we get. It's not even the environmental aspect that, that I like best either. It's the simplicity of electric car engine I find fascinating. So you and Leroy are going to be bombing down Silently. Britain. Yeah. <laughs> Silently. <laughs> with those fake engine noises that you can choose. Yeah. Uh, futile exercise says, and, now the way, and although now the way of the dodo, one of my favourite texts from the past decade was 3D TVs. Said, really? Said no one ever. But okay, oh, we'll God. go with you a few times. <laughs> I forgot about no, those. No, no, no he, he genuinely liked them. Wow. Uh, the film industry jumped on the 3D band wagon as a money spinner after the hit of CGI Fern Gully remake Avatar back in 2009. And I was kind of taken with the novelty of the whole concept, stupid glasses aside. It took a few years before you could take the experience home at a reasonable cost. I don't think it was ever reasonable. No. Uh, so treated myself to a Pioneer Plasma, along with some fashionable active specs. Pioneer, <laughs> fucking hell. Remember when they made tellies? Yeah, all that bleeding effect. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Embracing my new toy, I picked up many Blu-rays and all their 3D glory. That salesman fucking saw futile coming, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> he did. You need five glasses. How many coming. people live in your house? Four. You need yeah. five glasses, just in case. As Sony was also in fully, I got to enjoy a fair few games on my PS3 and 3D too. Now, I must admit, there was quite a hit to the visuals in most, but thoroughly enjoyed plowing through both Uncharted 3 and Killzone 3 in what seemed to be 360p glory. Yeah, the snow effect <laughs> in Killzone 3 was awesome. Did uh, it make the game good? Yes. Unfortunately, this was an all too brief affair, as the film industry seemed to kill it with oversaturation of shoddy post-3D conversions, and to be honest, it only really seemed to work well on CGI films by the likes of Pixar and Illumination. Mm. The final nail in the coffin was my plasma TV dying, which ended my brief sojourn appearing into that heavy beast. Now down the line, the, now down the line, that mantle that started a few uh, started by the few games released supporting the format has been picked up with and run by, by VR. Picked up and run with by VR is the actual sentence he wrote. Uh, <laughs> I would say my quest too has far surpassed what I could have imagined peering into that 3D window all those years ago. Long may it continue to do so in my flailing glory. See you in the metaverse. And he's finished off with, why Facebook? Why? Oh. He <laughs> said it is behind your gadget. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, send, I'll, send, I'll send the check along to, uh, to Futile. The thing is, right, 
Okay, so futile, obviously. Throwing up someone on so, <laughs> <laughs> You are dinner. <laughs> so that salesman saw futile exercise coming from a mile away. Yeah. The thing is, and what people didn't talk about well enough with 3D, there was, there was one thing Sony did with PlayStation, which I thought was cool as fuck, where you could have a Sony, you could have a PS3 on certain Sony tellies, uh, and you could do split screen on the same screen with the 3D yes. glasses. Yes, you could. And basically, you would sit, you two, two, you on sat, the Bravias, sat on the sofa. I think it was. Yeah, it was yeah, on the Bravias. And you would have the glasses on, and you would both see a different image. Huh. Yeah. So you didn't. So you never had to have like split screen down the middle, and you couldn't like see what the other the viewing was angles playing. weren't strange either. Then, yeah. No. Uh, and I thought that was a really clever thing, and no one fucking developed it. I was only on like five games. I think it was like Gran Turismo Five. It was on or something like that. They just gave me so much headache. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was it was it was very imperfect technology. Cool concept, but far mm. too expensive and just not good I enough. Just, no. When I when I watched it in the cinema, I just spent all my time just doing. Look, lifting yeah. my glasses up and yeah. down, going, "Is this meant to be in 3D? Is this like?" Mm. I was yeah. like because so many of the get uh, games, so many of the films weren't filmed in 3D; they were just converted afterwards. And you could tell you'd be like, "You just take off your glasses and go." I could just watch this without my 3D glasses. They used on to do that. They used to do that shit that, conversion that trick, where they used to make it look 3D by just going past the black bars, the fake black bars in the film. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, we know what you're doing. That, them black bars aren't really there. It's, but it's also really weird now, like if you if you watch on Netflix, like a film that was supposed to be like a big 3D film back in the day, the amount of times there's a shot of something coming straight towards the camera. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> speaking of that, um, have a look at the Wheel of Time from Trafalgar Square. Um, okay. Yeah, because they did like, a 3D effect of, and it looks like a hand's coming out, like actually reaching out of the screen. Like really, the Jaws one on, really the, well um, done. on Back to the Future 2. <laughs> yeah. No, I just have a look at it um, afterwards at some point. Yeah, it's, it's just... Shame about the show, though. Yeah, shame about the show, but <laughs> the advertisement was really good. That's where all the money went. <laughs> uh, Angry Kurt, is, is Angry Kurt best boy this week? I can't remember if he's done anything to piss us off. Um, he's, he's gone really overboard with his jokes this week. He has. On the Discord, like give, give Ghostbusters <laughs> three out of five. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Dodgy okay. ground. He's just boy. <laughs> okay, boy. boy, angry Kurt. Boy, boy. Uh, I remember being sat in the school library when the iPad was first revealed and literally laughing my that head off. That makes me feel old. <laughs> I thought that I thought the brand had gone to the head. Who would want to buy a massive iPhone you couldn't put in your pocket? Is what I thought. Well, now I have to eat my words as I consider the iPad to be the best piece of technology I've ever owned. It's a staple mm. of my everyday life. I use it so much for browsing the web, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and watching football. Loads of stuff. Over the various iterations, I'm on now my third, and as soon as it dies, I'll buy a new one instantly. I know other tablets are available, but I love the UI, and I'm now fully in the Apple ecosystem with my phone too. The thing is, other tablets may exist, but they're shite. Yeah, yeah, the sh- yeah it's true. Android tablets are garbo. I, I don't like, I don't <laughs> like the Apple interface. I say I find it boring as fuck, but I can't deny there is no better tablets than an iPad. Yeah. Not nothing. They've Everything I've got, tried. Like, exclusive every, games on every the iPad. Samsung that I've, I've, I've not even known many, but like my mum's got one and other people have gone. I've got so cheaper shit. ones for the girls. They all just go really sluggish and shit after a, a year. Yeah. Mm. The Amazon Fire ones. Oh, the Amazon Fire ones are like like full of adverts and <laughs> yeah, terrible. I'm upgrading Amelia for Christmas because that thing is awful. But this this iPad six mini I've got, I've got a is, is incredible. I've got an iPad two, and the only thing that's really pisses me off now is that with the way it's progressed, I can't download any new apps for it. It's just like, oh, you're, yeah, because your, yeah, your iPad is, is out, doesn't support this. This that's how they get but, you. Flicking around, playing, you can play the games and that I had on it and browsing, still really fast. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. I like iPads. I think yeah, I'm constantly impressed by mine, to be fair. And it's the only yeah, Apple thing not. I have as well, out of necessity. It's just, there's nothing compared to Apart from to the it. actual fruit. Yeah, no, I don't have any of them. It's been a while, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saving up for an iPad. I'm going to get one next year at some point. Mm. Um, Ray has said, uh, for me, the Falcon 9 reusable rocket is the most exciting tech advancement of the last decade. He comes in hard, does Ray. The hell is that? <laughs> That's it. That, that. Watch, if, you, if you hold your horses here, Oodles, he's going to explain it for He's you. scaring me. <laughs> Before it successfully landed after launch in 2015, space exploration was in a period of decline. National investments in the space program have been dwindling since the Cold War ended, and despite achievements like Mars rovers, publicity for space has been sidelined for a long time. By making rockets reusable, a feat still not achieved by any national space agencies, Falcon 9 proved private businesses can compete in and even try to win a new space race, while forcing the old players up to their games. As a result, we've already seen attention being brought back to Moon Base and Mars manned missions previously hindered by various reasons. If the last space race was truly as exciting as old people recalled, I'm happy to experience a second round, and maybe this time, uh, maybe, and maybe this wish will come true thanks to a returning rocket. So, oodles. The Falcon 9 rocket is, I believe it's SpaceX's rocket, yeah, and the idea is. is that to commercialize space travel and to make it viable for people to go and visit space, the booster yeah. can be landed. So if you, so How? If you, so if, like, a, like a shuttle? No, no, no. Okay, so if you think of like, like the old Saturn V rocket, what sent people to, people to the moon, right? Yeah, yeah, the big fat one. Yeah, three, three sections of rocket, two of them would be uh, ejected and just burned into the yeah. atmosphere. What the Falcon 9 does is it's got Clever robots and gizmos in it. It basically mm. launches up, and when that first booster is ejected, it um, parachutes back down to Earth and lands precisely on a boot. Whoa! And if you watch videos of it, there's loads of videos of it on YouTube from like the various launches. It's incredible how precise the landing is. Like, does it look like they've just reversed the video? Yeah, it basically. doesn't look real. It looks like yeah. Um, animation. Yeah, and it's like, wow. it's like it's like the the boat that they have it in has obviously got a big target on the on the deck where it lands. Even in rough seas, it lands with precision in the middle of that target. That's got to save millions. No billions. Yeah, that's because that's that that's. I mean, yeah, it'd, it means it'd be nice to have a new. Want, yeah, every time you want to launch a new satellite, you don't have to build a whole new fucking rocket. It's probably a trick. Yeah. It's just on a long piece of string. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be nice to have a new space race without uh, a looming of like, nuclear war mm. on yeah. top of us. It's, that that would be nice. Yeah, now we've, now we've just got billionaires in cock shaped rockets. Yeah. I do. Look, <laughs> well, we all know they're not actually humans. So. I do. Love they're just going back home. They're, they're always uh, <laughs> informative, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last up, we have Bobby Wayne. He doesn't know anything about technology. He won't be informative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the humble mobile phone for this. Ah, oh, he's copied me. It's amazing how far tech has come over the last decade, and nowadays the device in your pocket has more computing power than the lunar lander. And that is just to reiterate the vehicle that landed the astronauts on the fucking moon. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, Casio watches had more computing power than the lunar yeah. lander. <laughs> yeah, it was all. Bl- it was. Uh, it wasn't even digital, was it? It was analog. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've gone from solid Nokia brick with call and text functions to iPhones and Samsungs that house high def cameras, high def screens, internet access, Bluetooth connectivity, and then there's the apps you can download. You can send emails, catch up with friends on social media, send photos you've taken on your phone or downloaded online, use it as a sat nav calculator, hell, even a translator. Use it as a gaming device, and then there's the endless porn access. <laughs> Tinder. Back in my day, if I wanted to know what what yeah, back in my day, if I wanted to know what the AD in 2021 AD meant, I had to go to the library and find an encyclopedia, and then find ah. another book to translate Latin. <laughs> now I can just scream, "Hey Siri," and ask her to work it out for me when she decides to work. 
It, it just it just means anno domini. Anno domini, yeah. yeah. Most importantly, they've given us multiple ways to communicate without actually having to talk on the phone because who the fuck wants to do that? P.S. The porn is also good. It is. It's really good. <laughs> That's when phones started getting bigger every- again, wasn't it? Like they were getting smaller and smaller. Everything and does get bigger, there. yes, when you watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and people realise they can watch porn, the screen started getting bigger again. I like, mm. I like the fact that all the people that have talked about phones this week, no one has actually pointed out you can have a phone call. Yeah, outside of outside of business, the only people that ever call me are my phone and my sister and my mum. Like, yeah. in the industry, they go well, they, they go away from well, the then. word phone. It's not now device. Mm. They call them devices because it's not just a honestly phone. phone is the the basic function, isn't it? Like no one even yeah, they're always yeah. Shit even quality. like all the contracts now. <laughs> it, you, they're just unlimited text, unlimited minutes, unlimited minutes. minutes yeah, no one the negligible. Everyone cost. just wants the, the the data, not the yeah. Poor dead BT. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a, yeah. That's a, that, that's the end of the uh, mailbag. Wow. So let's get on to the social. But before that, Stig. Say <laughs> 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 explain to anyone over just Stig. Yeah, so you can. <sighs> Stig's going to actually t- tell us about next week's topic because it's a special one, isn't it? Yeah, so if you have been paying attention for the last few weeks, uh, we've uh, decided to let the Patreons pick our main topic. So we had a few suggestions sent in and we've picked some of the favourites here. I'm just going to ex- go through these five here and then we're going to decide now between us which one we're going to do. Um, Live! Going um, forward as well, I think we like the idea of Patreon selections. So every now and again, we'll just choose one of your topics. So if you have something that you want us to do, just send it in. We'll keep it on the form and then every now and again we'll we'll choose one become an executive producer indeed <laughs> unless they're shit and then we'll just point and laugh at them yeah yeah we'll just, we'll just not use them yeah, they'll go in the bin <laughs> <laughs> so in the pod first bin. up we have John Cheatham he says how about film directors and their muses fruitful author and actor partnerships over the years like Scorsese and De Niro Coen Brothers and McDormand Bong Joon-ho and Song Kang-ho and Anderson and Swinton etc hmm 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 Second, next we have Bobby Wayne. Best vehicles. Which vehicles from the Tron bikes to the USS Enterprise do you like the most? What makes them special and why do you hold a particular place in your heart? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super Natty Cat comes in and just as well, she used our form on the website as well. Oh, Congratulations. She, started, she, she started it with, I found the email, I found the email, I found the email in massive letters. <laughs> So a topic she'd love us to cover is if you could be a hero or villain in a film, book, TV show, game for one day, what would you choose and why? And to clarify, not because he can fly or because he's mint. No cop-out bullshit. Rules <laughs> Because he's mint. Mint man. Rules are you have to accept all the powers <laughs> right only. and environments uh, the character is in, unless, of course, you would want to be that character so you could change their story path for the better. Okay. Then we have uh, Angry Kurt, and he comes in with a kind of like last week's episode, but in reverse. So rather than something in a genre that you don't like that you liked, is there something from a genre you love, but you just couldn't get on board with, even though the whole everyone else was saying it was brilliant for whatever reason for you, it didn't click, even though you tend to like those genres. 
Ooh. It's like Candy's Dune. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and then last up, we have Deadbeat Punk, and he would like to know what we wanted to be when we grew up. So... It, That's good. Yeah. Mm. He says, I'm interested to hear what you wanted to be when you were kids. I myself fancied myself as an adventurer, sailing the seas, exploring lost jungles, oh. finding mythical treasures across the globe. Pirate. He wanted to be a pirate. Yeah, of course he did. So yeah, those are our, our uh, five. Dread pirate punk. So. And you can find him on Pirate <laughs> Bay now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he runs, he runs Pirate Bay. Um, mm. Two of them stood out for me. I'll, I'll just dive right in. The heroes one, mm-hmm. and the what? What did you want to be when you grow up? They're two knockout ones for me. There, uh, the 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 uh, what we want to do when we grow up. It's good for people to get to know us a little bit more, uh, to understand where we are, how we are, especially me. Um, the hero one, I just yeah, I can get down and nerdy on that one. Yeah. I like the, uh, the I like the vehicles one and the heroes one. Oh, two for heroes by the sounds of things. Or villain. Mm. Yeah, villain, or villain. But you have to accept those villainous properties. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the vehicle and the growing up one. Oh, two two for each of those. I like the growing up one and the hero one. Oh, three. So it's down to stick. <laughs> out of the out of the growing up and the hero one, it's down to you, mate. See, I want to do all of these at some point. So I th- mm. Oh, we, so will. we will. We will. <laughs> oh, uh, but who gets to be the first executive producer that we've ever had? So basically, whatever I choose. Yes. So we've got three for heroes, three for what you want to be, and two for vehicles. I will choose... If you could be a hero or a villain for day, who would you be and why? Oh, there Excellent. we go. Super natty cat. There we go. Good choice. The queen of sanitation and sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> she has become the first executive producer that we've ever had. Um, that's that's going to be a good one, yeah. that. That's going to be a good one. So, and, 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 and that is forever her nickname now. <laughs> queen of sanitary towels. <laughs> the sanitary queen. So, yeah, we, we will do that one next week. Uh, so... Uh, as usual, get your feedback in for that one, and we'll get onto the rest of them as well because they're they're really great ideas. And any yeah, I want to do them. If all. you are a, a a patron as well, and you didn't submit anything this time round, just submit it to us, and we'll say we'll add it to the list, and eventually we'll get round to doing it because there's five great suggestions there that we haven't even thought of ourselves. And so. they said we'd never run out of topics, but we'd rather you guys give them. <laughs> yeah, us. do our job <laughs> for us. Doesn't mean we've run out of topics. We're just being no, we lazy. haven't. No. Trust me. No, we haven't. We've got a fuck ton in that in that feature. <laughs> Too <before>. many. <laughs> They're all really good. But yeah, that's excellent. Brilliant. So socials. You can visit us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can be you can be I'll start that again. Sorry girl. about that. Superpower. I forgot that was my bit. Uh, you can visit our website, modernescapism.co.uk. On there you'll find a link to all of our socials, contact details, and our merch store. If you have any comments or feedback, or if you want to be called like Sanitation Natty Cat, you can fill out a form on our website, tweet us, or email us on modernescapismpod at gmail.com. We also have a Discord server if you'd like to join our community of listeners for a chat about the podcast and many other aspects of pop culture and escapism. If you enjoy Twitch and want to keep us company whilst playing some games, you can find us on twitch.tv slash 
modern escapism and we should be back to our reg- regular schedule fairly soon i think and hopefully we'll have a couple of streams over the holiday period too uh, we've already told you about our Patreon, so if you're feeling generous and want to give us a bit of extra support so we can continue to bring you new content, please consider subscribing on patreon.com slash modernescapism. We really do appreciate any contributions. And if you want to support us in a non-financial way, leaving us a five-star review wherever you can can really make a difference to us as well. Oh, yes, excellent. And for... All the patrons, we'll meet you around the back in a few seconds. But for everyone else, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Good night. Motherfuckers. Find a plug. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Can you see if my uh, D20's down there as well? <laughs> yeah, I'll have a look for you. Cheers, bud. <laughs>